0: Protesters against the expansion of Luton Airport are angry that a councillor who's a director of an aviation firm was allowed to vote when the plans were approved. The group Hertfordshire Against Luton Expansion put in a formal complaint that councillor Tahir Malik didn't declare an interest, but that's been rejected after an investigation. More from Carol Abercrombie. Councillor Malik is a director of Kashmir Travel and Cargo Services
1: and was also vice chairman of the Development Control Committee of the Borough Council. Although an investigation found no wrongdoing, it advised councillors in future to be more aware of the perception of the public and mention any matter which could have a bearing on the issue under
0: consideration. Failing GP practices in England could be closed if they don't improve under a new inspection program. The Care Quality Commission will be able to put the worst surgeries into special measures which could include new doctors being sent in or patients being transferred to other practices. Doctors say the new system should focus on improving care. Dr Helen Stokes-Lampard is from the Royal College of GPs.
2: There will be some practices that are given support without closure uh, but the small number that do close will be given a lot of support to help them get. Get back on track quickly because it's in nobody's best interest to have closed general practices around the country. We're short-staffed enough as it is, and having closed practices benefits nobody.
0: The former Chelsea and England striker Kerry Dixon will appear before magistrates in Luton today, charged with possession of a Class A drug. The 53-year-old from Dunstable, who also played for Luton Town and Watford, has been charged alongside Kim White, who lives at the same address in Jardine Way. Decorum Borough Council has spent £6,000 to advertise on buses for the summer weeks, some which travel through central London, the campaign which read discover what there is to enjoy on your doorstep aims to promote tourism for the Hertfordshire Borough of Decorum and there'll be more on that story in the programme and the weather mostly dry with sunny intervals to start the day with the showers developing and becoming heavier by this afternoon get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties
3: I don't think anybody noticed that I muffed up the start of the show Nicola you handled it perfectly (laughs) I'm hoping if I press this button this will work now
4: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks.
5: Never walk out the door without seeing people that you know and saying hi.
4: All this week, we're featuring Flamstead and Marky 8.
5: You can get a, a, a Queen's Councillor
6: talking to a plumber on exactly the same level.
4: It's all about where you live. I
7: live here, I work here, My partner works in the village.
4: The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: One of them came up against me. I
3: couldn't touch it. I was shocked. Morning! On the show this morning, planes, buses and cars parked on pavements. (laughs) That's it, really. I mean, that's it. Oh, what's your favourite noise and can you do it for us? I have no idea why we were talking about that yesterday, but we were... Oh, we might talk. The TV license in the is in the papers today. We might have a little look at the. We might have a little look at the TV license. I don't know. I don't know. A levels, yeah, A levels uh, coming out today. Hey kids, here's something. As if a, a 17 or 18 year old is going to be listening to this old man. A levels aren't that important. They're not that important. There are other things out there. Oh wait, four, five, nine, four, double five five double five.
4: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties right, Radio.
3: Hi right. Sorry? So. To prove, to prove how unimportant A-levels are, let's go through our A-level results, shall we? And, and you can be as successful and as uh, uh, hated as us. Kelly Betts, let's start with you. Your A-level results, please.
9: I only took one A-level. Good
3: for you. Good Spence. for you.
9: It was in Spanish. Yeah, Oh. C?
3: You got a C? Well done. Uh,
9: and that's all I know, really. Just
3: what grade did you get? C. Oh, you did get a C. I thought you were no, saying... No, I just...
9: No, I don't. It was just a pass, a general...
3: You can't... <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it was. Oh, it was no, a, no. Uh... You don't get... You don't just get... Where go. you don't just get a general pass...
9: Oh, well, I thought I did.
3: For A-levels. they gave
9: me it in Spanish and I wasn't very good at it.
3: Is she talking nonsense, Catherine?
9: I think
10: we know why she only got one A-level. <laughs> well,
3: did she? we did
9: GCSEs. <laughs> that was our thing. Oh,
10: right. So they picked a GCSE. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that you, hang on, I did GCSEs, I'm not old enough to be an O-level person, that's Catherine. Oh! <laughs> but, yeah, O-levels. O level. uh, so you didn't do an A-level?
9: No. I did one afterwards, but it was in Spanish. All
3: oh, right. right. I, but what grade did you get I for that? I can't
9: remember. <laughs> that's how unimportant it was to me.
3: Okay, so you can't I remember. I am
9: not fluent in Spanish.
3: Uh, te quiero. Oh. Oh. You got that, didn't you, Catherine? Did. It wasn't get, aimed at you. I get it
9: a lot. <laughs> I know uh,
3: what
10: that means, though.
3: Huh? Hmm? Catherine, what did you get for your A levels? I got
10: four A levels. Oh, you're such a. But I only went to classes for three.
3: Oh, you really oh, make me want to eat my fingers. English. Yeah.
10: A. French. A. Uh-uh. Spanish. A. General studies.
3: The dossy subject.
10: Didn't go to any classes. B.
3: Well, that shows. Well, well,. Oh,
10: and I did a GCSE German that year as well.
3: What'd you get for that? B. A.
10: I can't speak German.
3: I did uh, three... A- I started off doing three A-levels. Mm. I dropped geography, because it was boring. And then, right towards the end, they realised I dropped geography. And they're like, hang on a minute, you're supposed to be doing... Th- anyway. So I, did- I was doing English and history.
10: I wanted to do history. They wouldn't let me do another a- I wanted level.
3: to do British social and political history. They changed it. We- that's what we signed up for. We turned up, and it was um, American history. Uh, wrong country. Anyway.
10: But the good news is, less to learn.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the teacher was hot. I still failed it. Oh, and I got an E in English. Then I went to co- how can you get an <laughs> E in English? Literature. Oh. Or l- literature, you can't learn, You can't do an A level in English language. That's too easy. Some people do. It's too easy. Then I did. Then I went to college and did two more A levels: sociology and psychology in a year. Oh, did you? And I had three months off because I had glandular fever and I was in hospital. I was in the hospital with it. I failed sociology. I got a B in psychology. I can read your mind and that was enough to get me into a dossier university that used to be a polytechnic. So the messi- the lesson what there. What did you is- do at uni? <laughs> Performing arts! Oh, dear. So the lesson there is, you can be a, a SWAT, like Boyle, or you can be a dossier, like uh, me and Betts, and you still end up in the same place. And
10: I, well, you do, but I've got a solid profession underneath me, so if it all goes wrong here, I'll go and work somewhere else.
3: Hey, listen, you're better than that. <laughs> I'm implying that no. Oh! oh wait, four five nine four four double five five double five is the telephone number. Sorry, I can see them. Yes. Oh, you don't want to know what um, Catherine's daughter said to her yesterday.
10: She confused a word for buttocks
3: with the, the, the other one. The, uh, the, she said
10: she could see them. She couldn't. She
3: could see the male cows. How old is she?
10: <laughs> Two.
3: Oh my god.
11: down there in- Negative vibe, and if you're trying to make it, they only push you aside. They really don't have nowhere to go. Ask them where they're going, they don't know. But we won't let nothing hold us back. We're gonna put our show together, gonna polish up our act. Well, and if you've ever been held down before, I know you anymore
3: We've just been... Kelly, sorry, I'm sorry, we'll, we'll start the show properly in a minute. What was the question you just asked um, Catherine and myself?
9: Which ones are A-levels?
3: You see, you see, you don't need them.
10: Did we get a certificate? Because I don't...
3: Yeah, you got certificates for the A. Oh,
10: I don't know where any of those things are. No,
3: exactly, they're in the bin for me. Anyway, listen, the big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks rolls mm. on. Uh, and on, and on. And this week we're focusing on Mark Yate and Flamstead, where people are concerned that plans to expand Luton Airport could spoil the quiet country lifestyle they hold so dear to their hearts. Protesters have defended their corner of Hertfordshire with enormous passion, poring over every detail of the plans and challenging anything they consider to be amiss. Well, we'll be speaking to Andrew Lambourne later on about some of the problems they have with the plans, but in the meantime Catherine's been looking into a challenge that had nothing to do with noise or environmental impact. Conflict of interest is the suggestion here, isn't it, Catherine? Yeah,
10: and this goes back to December last year when Borough Council gave permission for plans to expand the airport to process 18 million passengers per year rather than the current number, which is 12 million. A councillor by the name of Tahir Malik was vice-chairman of the Development Control Committee at that time, so he held a pivotal revo- role in the decision-making. The problem protesters had with that is that Tahir Malik is also a director of Kashmir Travel and Cargo Services, which is an agent for companies providing freight services to Pakistan, Kashmir and Northwest India. Now the suspicion was that his company might stand to get more business as a result of any expansion and that he therefore might have a financial interest in the development. Mm. Now The problem with this was there was no mention of this at all in the paperwork, which is why the protest group called uh, Hertfordshire against Luton Expansion complained to the council that Councillor Malik had not declared an interest. So for
3: for anyone who's not had the joy of sitting in a council meeting, uh, explain what that means.
10: Well, national and local politicians are bound by certain rules in order to prevent anything other than the best interests of the majority, the country or the area that they represent, informing the decisions that they make. It's designed to stop dodgy officials waving through things to line their own pockets but it also protects politicians who are acting properly from allegations like this. So, for instance, another councillor at that meeting was the Liberal Democrat David Franks. He declared an interest uh, as he is a non-executive director of London Luton Airport Limited. So, even though this isn't a paid position, he withdrew from the discussion and the vote, so there would be no suggestion of impropriety. It's politics. You don't want to give your opposition a weapon against you, and you also don't want any suspicion that you might be acting in- inappropriately.
3: And Councillor Malik didn't do this?
10: No, hence the complaint, which was acted upon and it was investigated by a panel of elected and independent members. It was found that Councillor Malik did not breach the Council's Code of Conduct because although the company he's director of is based in Luton, it has no dealings at all with the London Luton Airport. So... Um, it organises freight services for businesses which fly from other airports and the airports that it mainly works with Heathrow, Birmingham and Manchester. Mm. The panel were told that even with the expansion plans there were no proposals for flights to depart from Luton for the destinations that his business serves. So he was completely cleared. But that conclusion came with a word of warning really and the panel said that although there'd been no breach in this case councillors should be aware of the perception of the public and in cases where a situation could be misconstrued it would be helpful for a link or uh, an interest to be declared, or or a lack of interest in this case. So is Councillor Malick still on the committee? No. Oh. He resigned from that position in March this year, and we haven't been given a reason for that. Um, we have approached the council and asked them to put someone up to talk about it on the show this morning, but they declined. They directed us to their constitution and a link to the process they go through if a complaint is made. Uh,
3: excellent stuff Catherine, and excellent um, uh, emphasis with your hands there.
10: Well, yeah, I find it helps.
3: Oh, it, it certainly helped me.
2: rather quiet start this morning actually just checking on the speed sensors across the three counties and it seems to be moving rather well the M1 building up in patches at the moment between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Wood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airports. Those major roadworks are continuing there often causing delays through the rush. In Pinner we're just getting in The East Coat Road is closed between Lincroft Avenue and Rochester Drive. That's due to an accident there The M25 is looking good so far this morning and on the trains there's no problems or delays. Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you very much. It's 6.16. It's uh, Thursday the 14th of August. I am Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The US says they're unlikely to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped in northern Iraq. Israel and Palestine have agreed a five-day continuation of a ceasefire and protesters against Luton Airport's expansion say an aviation director should not have been allowed to vote on the plans. The weather, dry with sunny intervals to start the day. Showers developing by this afternoon.
4: Fantastic! BBC Three Counties Radio. County's Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
12: Lovely community here and that, that's that's the strongest thing.
4: Inviting everyone to where you live. Oh it's lovely, it's a really friendly um community. All this week we're featuring Flamstead and Marky 8 It's friendly, nice, quiet village.
5: Great place for our children. Never walk out the door without seeing people that you know and saying
13: hi.
4: If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Got the Bluebell Woods, which is about five ten minutes away from here.
13: You can get a, a, a Queen's
6: counsellor talking to a plumber on exactly the same level.
4: Friendly, because everyone kind of knows each other, because it's really small. The big tour of beds, hearts, and bucks from BBC Three Counties
10: Radio. There's, there's
3: kind of a lot I want to talk about today. I've got like sixteen things to send Danny out on. What's, what's the maximum we're allowed to send her out on, Catherine?
10: Well, I mean, we've only got it for a couple of days, so we could, 16, we then. could rinse it out. Really. Sh- should we
3: send her out for the full 16? No. The ones I've got, I want her to do what's your favourite sound? Mm. You there, Danny. Hello. W- so we've got what's your favourite sound mm-hmm. and can you do it? Yeah. I can't remember why we were talking about this yesterday. It seemed so important it's, it's yesterday. To
10: start it. Your favourite sounds. What did you? It was you, wasn't it? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't
3: matter. We've, we've got that. that. That's a banker. That's a Oh, I bank- know why. Yeah.
10: It was the new advert for Doctor, Doctor Who.
3: Who. Well done, you're spot on. Okay, we can all. I, I, there's, there's a thing. It was in the papers yesterday. It's in some of the papers today about the hundred thousand letters being sent out about the television license. There might be something in there because a lot of people get stroppy about the TV license. I think it's quite good, uh, but then I would say that because. Um, uh, but uh, but then there's another thing. We, uh, what would be interesting is if Danny could go up to people who look like losers. No, hang on a second. What? No, let me rephrase that, guys. If Danny could go up to people who look like they haven't achieved... No, if Danny could go up to people who look successful, find out if they've got any A-levels, and then if they haven't, they can show that they've made their life a success without having A-levels. Well, I
10: mean, we could do that, or we could ask the listeners. Well, we could ask if the listeners them. to do that, but they're because, a bit... But then our listeners are very successful people, aren't they?
3: But without A-levels. Some. This is what I want to teach the kids Genie today. Steve, is it Steve?
10: What, is that what Genius Steve? Genius
3: Steve has probably got probably like got A levels coming out of his eyeballs. All the kids listening today uh, that are worrying about their A levels don't matter. It doesn't matter, right? It
10: matters today. Nah, it don't matter. It, it won't matter as much next year.
3: It don't matter. In the great, I'm, I'm 41 now. It don't matter, right? And I want to uh, help them realise that when they get their... Dis- and they're going to be disappointing A-level results today because they've toughened up on them. That, that Don't, you know, consider going, sitting, drinking wine in a park and crying. You could, Although you could sometimes be-
10: that can be nice.
3: It can be very, Maybe very nice. Maybe not with the crying. You could be, uh, you know, presenting a local radio show and hounded by the Twitterati. Or you could be, you could be anything you want to be without necessarily having A-levels
10: yeah I got quite good I know you got, and got I'm good still doing That's this elephant. no, I was good make a point
3: and I'm still doing this. So can we send Danny can you what your job is to um g- come up with a good question for that and do it? Good yeah, yeah you sure mm nice. <laughs> Everybody loves a little bit of Marvin Gaye, don't they? Don't they? My wife was surprised to find I had a Marvin Gaye box set. I said, why are you surprised? You don't like this kind of music. Everyone loves Marvin Gaye. Everyone loves Marvin Gaye, don't they? Apart from his father. There was the tragedy. Anyway, here's a quote for you. Delve a bit deeper. Discover what there is to enjoy on your doorstep. Decorum. That's an advert for Decorum. and I saw that on the back back of a bus this week. Regent Street in London! The heart of London! Someone tweeted me about this the other day and I didn't think much of it until I saw it myself just outside Hamley's. It would seem that Decor and Borough Council have launched a campaign to get more visitors to have a delightful day out in Hertfordshire, but I'd suggest attracting people who are already on Regent Street in the heart of swinging London is a little bit of a blunder. Saying that, Hemel is a lovely at uh, this time of year, isn't it, Danny? We put a call in to speak to them to find out. And what did they have to say to us?
7: We did. Um, they say that the buses are driving around Watford, Hemel, Hempstead and Edgware. And a figure of £6,000 was mentioned. Um, it may be that this bus was oh, taken oh, off oh, of its usual route and put oh, on another. Oh,
3: oh, oh, that old chestnut, guys. Yeah,
7: we'll find out later. Um but as, as you said, this has already been picked up on social media. I know that you had a tweet with a yeah. photo. It's on the Spotted in Hemel Facebook site, and now you've seen it with your own eyes.
3: And it's basically saying, come to Hemel, there are fun things to do. There's a picture of the one I saw. There's a picture of a young girl wearing a mining helmet. I've got no idea. And there's, there is uh, a, a, a website that link. So I'm assuming they'll be able to measure how successful it's been by the number of clicks. It'll be interesting to see if it is an effective advert.
7: Mm. And, um mostly because this campaign is encouraging people to come to decorum. The um, there's some concern that unless you live in it or near it, mm. uh, you won't know where it is.
3: Well, we sent our reporter Simon Watts uh, out into Luton, and this is what happened.
7: I've never actually been to decorum.
5: Don't know anything about it, sorry. So would you consider it a, a day out in decorum? No, I don't know where decorum <laughs> is.
4: Never heard of it at all?
5: No, I don't think so. Decorum, uh, I think it's near Finchley, but I'm not sure. I've heard of decorum. I don't know exactly where it is. So would you ever consider a day out in decorum? <laughs>
1: no, never heard of it. I've been to Hermesdale. I went to a park somewhere.
7: I've been a bit sort of wondering what it was, what was there, because I've never heard of it before, seen the sign. Never really heard anyone advertise anything about it, though.
3: OK, so people are confused as to what, where and when Decorum is. Uh, what do people in Decorum say about the advert?
7: Um, in part, they think it's a good idea. I mean, there is a lot to do in Decorum.
3: Of course there is, and we're not knocking Decorum. No, um, not at all. It's a wonderful place and there's lots of great things to do. It's just an odd advert to have. So what, what, what can people do there?
7: Well, there's the Snow Centre in Hemel. The Natural History Museum in Tring. Beautiful. And the Berkhamsted Castle. Yes. Um, But who knows where the cave um, is that the little girl's poking her head out of? Yeah, I I, I I want to go to the cave. Um, so here are some people in Hemel giving their opinion on the advert Asheridge
5: is a great place, you can spend all day there, you can go up and down the monument and you can walk for miles build dens in the
1: woods wear your kids out for nothing it's just beautiful and you just wouldn't get the sheer space like that anywhere in London. There's lots of activities that don't cost a lot if anything at all like Tring Museum, Tring Reservoirs Bluebells Cafe which is just lovely by the reservoirs, you've got College Lakes you've got the farm shops pick your own is fantastic and there's always a farmer's market or a craft something there's always something on there's a very good community spirit
5: is there a lot here that you have to offer that there isn't for people in say london
1: as an ex-londoner who's lived here for two and a half three years yes to a degree i mean obviously there's far more attractions in london but they cost a lot of money and we've had the most beautiful we've called it a staycation where we've just not felt the need to go away there's been tourists coming into albury village and we live around the corner from
7: it and you're not sitting in traffic getting your kids to various locations everything's near So no one's disputing the fact that there are many wonderful places to go in the Borough of Decorum but if council money is tight and there are other places, vital places to spend it, is an advertising campaign hitting London one of the places where the money should be going? It'd
3: be interesting to see what they say uh, about this this bus I saw, the number 13 bus because it
7: it's a really weird route. It goes. It starts off
3: near Clitterhouse Playing Fields, and it kind of goes through Golders Green, Finchley, Oxford Street, um, Regent Street, Piccadilly, and ends up uh, near Covent Garden.
14: Perfect. But it,
3: it's interesting, Danny. Thank you very much <laughs> indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Also, lots to talk about today. I, I, I do want to talk about the TV license a little bit later on. Um, And whether it can still work in 21st century Britain I think it's a cracking idea But maybe it needs to be updated But today, young people, the kids uh, The future of this country Are getting their A-level results And I remember being terrified and petrified Hated A-levels GCSE is a piece of cake A-levels, really, really hard I mean, really hard The leap from GCSE to A-level is just massive uh, and I remember being devastated when I got really bad results. This is a feeling you won't be able to empathise with. Uh, unless well, I've got empathy. Yeah. <laughs> Knowledge?
10: Yeah. I didn't get into Cambridge.
3: Uh, I I was...
10: By a tiny bit.
3: Oh, for goodness sakes. They wouldn't have had you in Cambridge back in the day because you from up North.
10: I wasn't then. Well, I you, moved here when I was ten. Yeah, but why don't you
3: sound like a proper person then? And
10: um, Because I was raised by northerners. Yeah, no, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> like, raised by wolves. <laughs>
3: that's what happens. But the, the disappointment, the, you know, the devastation when I failed my A-levels the first time around was just immense. Immense crushing. I thought, that's it, my life is over. And my life had only just begun. Yeah? Yeah. Kels, okay. Okay, were you looking confused for?
9: Oh, I thought you were going to go into a song.
3: I would, well, I, I would have gone Not into a play song. a song, but you know, I, no. I
10: thought there's more lyrics coming. No. I worry that the young people growing up today, even when I was a kid, we started to want to be famous. The
3: whole We've only just begun.
10: Suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shush. You will, you will come across disappointments so in your life, and this might be the first big one. You will carry on. Can there it will
3: make you stronger. Listen, ways. some words of wisdom from me. And yes, we've just Life begun. will take you in a direction
10: bah, you might not expect, bah, but it, bah, it will be bah, positive anyway. Bah, bah, maybe it was just bah, not meant to
3: be. Da, da, or maybe like you'll end up be. working like somewhere like this. All right, Kath. Travel news for beds,
8: cards, and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Well, so far this morning, a rather quiet start on the road. Not seeing any major problems or delays. In Luton, there is one lane closed at the moment for some roadworks that are taking place on Windmill Road, just at Park Viaduct, so to expect some delays there. In Pinner, East Cote Road at the moment is closed between Lincroft Avenue and Rochester Drive, and that's all due to an accident that's happened there. The M25, so far moving rather well. Um, on the M40, there's a lane closed uh, for some bridge maintenance work. That's just at Junction 5 for Stoke Church, so to expect some delays there. Taking a look at the train, Everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, yeah.
3: I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Did you do A levels and what did you get?
2: I did do A levels. Um, I got an A in drama. Oh, it doesn't count. Um, it doesn't soci- count. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And sociology, A
3: D. I failed sociology. Ah no. Yeah, I failed it. I failed it. It's one of the dossier subjects in the world. It don't, A-levels, they're important at the time. They don't really matter, do they?
4: doesn't really count, to be it honest. It doesn't
3: really count.
8: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
4: This is BBC's Three Counties Radio.
0: The headlines, the United States says it's unlikely to launch a mission to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped by Islamist fighters on Mount Sinjar in northern Iraq, following a visit there by a special forces reconnaissance team. Israel and representatives of Palestinian groups meeting in Cairo have agreed a five-day continuation of the ceasefire in Gaza. However, several rockets have been fired at Israel from the territory since the agreement was made and Israel has retaliated. Protesters against the expansion of Luton Airport are angry that a councillor who's a director of an aviation firm was allowed to vote when the plans were approved. The group Hertfordshire Against Luton Expansion put in a formal complaint that councillor Tahir Malik didn't declare an interest, but that's been rejected after an investigation. And a record number of university places are on offer to pupils in England, Wales and Northern Ireland, finding out their A-level results this morning. An extra 30,000 places are available this year.
8: Three Counties
0: Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. In the second round of the Capital One Cup, Manchester United will travel here to face MK Dons at the end of this month. It's 19 years since United were involved at this stage of the competition, and Watford will play at home to Doncaster. There's been three more gold medals for Great Britain at the European Athletics Championships in Zurich. James Dasuolo won the 100 metres, Tiffany Porter took the 100 metres hurdles title and Mo Farah won the 10,000 metres, a special win according to the double Olympic champion. Two
15: weeks ago, you know, it was a doubt I was was going to compete here, you know, after I pulled out the Commonwealth Games. So last two weeks, training's gone well and um, it meant a lot to me because um, it wasn't easy. You know, I've been sort of... um, I wanted to run the Commonwealth and obviously couldn't and then come out and win the European was, was a, meant a lot to me.
0: And and Hertfordshire sprinter, uh, sorry I'll come back to that story later, Tiger Woods has ruled himself out of next month's Ryder Cup at Glen Eagles. Due to an ongoing back injury, Woods failed to qualify for the team but was in contentions for a captain's pick. BB3 seats... Uh, start again bbc three counties news and sports no, no don't worry don't worry <laughs> the next bulletin is at seven
3: thank you very much
4: across beds hearts and bucks
8: this is ian lee
4: bbc three counties radio yes you
3: joined me you joined me in the middle of trying to explain a really complicated film to Catherine boyle called coherence yes it was brilliant First 10 minutes of it, rubbish. And I texted my friend who recommended it to me saying, seriously, he said, stick with it. Stick with it. And man alive, am I glad I stuck with it. It's one of those films where I don't really understand what happened. But you liked it anyway. Oh, I loved it. If anyone's seen the film Primer, Primer is a time travel movie that everyone I've seen, no-one understands it, but they love it, and it's just insane. It's like a slightly simpler version of Primer in that it was a little bit easier to follow. Basically, there's these, all, all these couples, there's about eight people having a dinner party, right, on the night that a meteor is flying really close to the Earth. And one of the women says... So a couple of weird things start happening, like their mobile phone shatter. And a woman says, oh, I heard that the last time a meteor was this close to the Earth, some really weird things happened. Cue weird things happening there's a power cut it's such a good film i'm gonna watch it again today there's a power cut and they go outside and they say all of the houses are, are, are out apart from that house two blocks away they've got lights on so they start walking towards it well some of them stay at home and two of them then start walking and say we're gonna go and see that house and see if we can use their phone or something right and then they come back a little bit later on and they're carrying a box and one of them's been beaten up and they're going what's happened oh, i don't want to say what's happened i don't want to say what's happened well, they open the box and there's pictures of all of them in the box. What? There's pictures of them in the box, right, with numbers on. And, the go- and they say to the guy, what happened? He says, I looked in the house and I saw all of us.
10: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in. I oh, want to see that.
3: Man alive.
10: That is weird.
3: Yeah. It's
10: good, and then weird, it gets though. more
3: confusing. Right. I've already given you, I don't want to give any more spoilers. No, don't, because I'm going to watch it. Well, I've given you the big spoiler. I'm not giving you the big spoiler.
10: Don't give me the big spoiler.
3: Oh man, alive! I'm going to watch it again today. I want to see it. I'll burn you. I'll buy you a DVD of it. Good. What's in the papers?
10: Um, some stuff and things and other things as well. Excellent.
3: We'll have a song, shall we? I'm to starts to look quieter than I thought.
10: Grover, Grover Washington.
3: Well, look at you doing the Grover dance. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Grover a Muppet?
10: Yeah, he was. No, uh, not this one. He's a very good singer.
3: Grover's not. You imagine if you had a son and you called him Grover, poor lad.
16: Celebrate drops fall on the window down the hall and it becomes the morning dew and darling when the morning comes and I see the morning sun I want to be the one with you just the
3: Is, is the, the most hideous, I don't, I don't know, the most hideous instrument in the world, apart from when Sexy Sax Man plays it.
10: Yeah, Lisa Simpson.
3: Uh, Lisa Simpson. The, the, the sax is an awful, awful instrument of torture. There's no pleasure to be had from that. Uh, best headline uh, today is uh, cleared. The jihadi wow. accused of funding terror. It's a hot Muslim woman. She's been called a jihoti. But
10: is she a Muslim woman, or is she just friends with I a Muslim is,
3: couple? Um, I think she is Muslim. Well... Yeah. Uh, Miss uh, Massad, whose model looks have earned her, earned her the nickname Jihoti. By who? Well, it says on social media sites. Right, it's one of those, know. a friend, an insider told us, or, or maybe you've just made it up. Mm.
10: There's a thing here about a uh, swan that's attacking people on the river camp. <laughs> have you seen this? Yeah, go on. Um, we all know that swans are not necessarily just these serene animals that we see swans on so many coats of arms. are
3: vicious. We went out for... I took the lads the lads, the boys, to uh, some country park for a little walk and a play. And we're walking around the lake, because I'm trying to wear them out, and a swan got out in front of us and was walking ahe- ahead of us about ten yards.
10: They're bold as brass, aren't they?
3: Oh, they don't care. And the boys were, 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 they were terrified. I mean, it's good to be cautious around them, but they were terrified that we were
10: following a
3: swan. <laughs> and it was a little bit weird. He was just walking in front of us for ages.
10: Swan nicked my ice cream at the Lake District once. Oh, man it. Never life. been the same. This one's called, um, well, his father was called Mr Asbo. Right, by okay. locals, apparently. Yes. was forcibly removed from the camp for his thuggish behaviour. Now, as boy, the swan is heading for a similar fate after his vicious antics started dri- driving locals and tourists away from the river. So if you punt past, and it's not the easiest thing to do on the river camp, have you ever tried that? A bit of punting? On no,
3: the- I'm, not, uh, I'm not a punter. It can be
10: tricky. You're not going to whiz by.
3: No. He's
10: got plenty of time to attack you, and there's pictures of him uh, going for people.
3: Gosh, look at that. I have to say... You know
10: what Justin Dilley would say? Arrogant.
3: Arrogant. I have to say, the bizarre column in uh, The Sun today really is spoiling us. Rita Ora, uh, Jennifer Lopez and Frankie from the Saturdays. Wow.
10: Three very talented...
3: Ta- very talented self, singers.
10: Self-starting women.
3: Utter totters. Club bans pregnant mum for not wearing heels. A heavily pregnant mum on a friend's Hindu do. T- she is heavily pregnant, and then she is touching her, uh, her belly was turned away from a club for not wearing high heels. Abby Ashcroft, 28, claims door staff scoffed at her footwear and said, you can't get in here with flats on.
10: Oh. Are there places you can't go to unless you're wearing heels? I wasn't aware of that. It's not like you're wearing trainers.
3: The hem party, £10 on the club's guest list. Hem parties. I mean, if you see... I'm
10: glad that phase of my life is over. Oh,
3: man. If you see a group of women and they have I was dressed as Wonder Woman. Wings... uh, L-plates on or Wonder Woman costumes, then just stay away. No, fair
10: news, I did look pretty good. But, you know, I wouldn't do it again.
3: Abby said a female staff member carrying a clipboard outside live in Manchester replied, when I was pregnant, I was still able to wear heels. You can't come in. Well, oh. well. It's more, if more for the sisterhood. <laughs> if, that, if that's the club's... Um, if, that, if they've got a dress code and you're not adhering to that dress code, then tough. They can't make exceptions, but you, you, you. What you, we're going to make an exception just because she's pregnant? She. Uh, it made me feel like I didn't belong. Well, you obviously you didn't, and should have confined myself to the nursery knitting cardigans for my new arrival than supporting my friend.
10: Well, no, that's not quite. I mean, that's what she's thinking. That's not what they're. Yeah, that's
3: not what they're saying.
10: No, I, I think. Bit, no, I think it's a bit rotten. Why? But, well, because, you know, especially if you've been there, cut each other some slack, girls. Let's not, let's
3: uh, not do this. I think if that's the dress code, that's the dress code. You know, I we'll went on a Hindu it. when
10: I was very pregnant, and it was rubbish because I was very pregnant. And
3: Hindus are rubbish, and come on. I, Awful.
10: Yeah. I, I went because I loved the bride. You know, she's a member of my family. I loved the bride. I went along. Oh. But I couldn't enjoy it like everyone else. You can't have a drink. You'll end up with increasingly drunk people around you. I was tired. You know, my feet were killing me. I was massive. Still got cracked onto twice. People of Liverpool really don't mind. <laughs>
3: hey! I was sitting down. Yeah. You shouldn't. I stood up and shocked him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, blimey.
10: I'll get me coat.
3: Uh, I've, I've, I've only been on two, two and a half stag do's, and one of them was mine, and that involved... Um, uh, I didn't
10: want one. Did you? I didn't want, really want a hen do.
3: Not really. We went to a vegetarian restaurant, then my friend had hired, like, a little rehearsal studio, and we had loads of guitars, and we sang oh, John Denver songs. that, oh, was that nice. sounds nice. That was nice. The other one was uh, A Weekend in Amsterdam.
10: Oh, that one.
3: Yeah, I was still drinking them. blimey.
10: We were you all wearing the same T-shirt? Uh,
3: <laughs> you uh, were, weren't you? Yeah. On the edge of abyss. Is that sentence correct? On the edge of abyss, a new Italian job. Is that sentence correct? Surely it's on the edge of an abyss. Well. On the edge of cannabis. On the edge of an abyss. On the edge of abyss. Let's ask Kelly. Which of these is... Which of these... She's got an A-level in Italian. (laughs) Which of the Spanish. Which of these is right?
10: I really couldn't care. On the... you, you know newspapers shorten things down because of newsprint restrictions.
3: Well, no, they've not, because they've got three dots there. They didn't need the three dots. All oh, right, fair enough. On the edge of Abyss. Isn't
9: on- it? I thought it was on the edge of the Abyss.
3: Or the or the edge of cannabis, <sighs> edge of cannabis. So
10: what's the story?
3: Well, I don't know. I've not got that far yet. I want I, I want proper grammar in my headlines. <laughs> okay, I'll 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 read it as is and and, and we'll we'll go with it. But uh, y- please don't have a go at me on Twitter if this is incorrect English. On the, e- are you stop listening.
9: Oh, sorry. You're still talking to me.
3: Yeah. On the edge of. Hey, luckily we're all friends, huh? This is all banz. On the edge of abyss. Anubis, a new Italian job basically it's a train carriage hanging over the edge of a cliff
10: like an Italian job so is this for a film or is this an actual tragedy that we're having actual- a- no
3: it's not a tragedy everyone got off alive I'm hoping a car- let's read the story and keep our fingers crossed a carriage from a train derailed by a landslide yesterday Was left seesawing precariously on the edge of a ravine in the Alps In the echo, in an echo of the famous final scene in the film The Italian Job mm, um, Not really passe- pe- Petrified passengers scrambled to- I wish I had started this now Scrambled to the rear of the carriage to shift the weight And to stop it plunging hundreds of feet down its- Imagine being on that train um, um, Five people were seriously injured there we go. There we go, you see.
10: I'm glad some people can, um, the go- the can go- joke about it
3: now. The, go- the gold was lost.
10: Oh, there was gold on it? No, there wasn't, was there? So it wasn't the Italian job.
3: Sorry.
8: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
10: BBC
2: Three Counties Radio. In Luton, there's one lane closed at the moment on Stewart Street, just at King Street. There's some water main work that's taking place, so do expect some delays there. The M1 Luton spur building up on the speed sensors between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabouts and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. The A414 starting to build a little bit around the Park Street roundabouts. And in Boreham very heavy at the moment on camera on the Barnet Bypass, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill. Hill Circus. In Pinner, East Coat Road at the moment is closed between Lincroft Avenue and Rochester Drive and that's due to an accident that's happened there. So far on the trains, everything's looking good across the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you very much. 6.46 It is uh, Thursday the 14th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The US... Sorry, I've just seen we've got a Maroon 5 song coming up. That's... that's We can get... No, we haven't. Good. Excellent. Thank you. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The US says they're unlikely to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped in northern Iraq. A record number of university places are on offer to pupils in England, Wales and Northern Ireland, finding out their A-level results this morning. And protesters against Luton Airport's expansion say an aviation director should not have been allowed to vote on the plans. Coming up, what's your favourite noise and can you do it? And also... How well did you do despite failing or having no A levels? 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina.
17: Beds, hearts, and bucks weather.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
17: Hello there, well a fine start for many today and lots of dry and sunny spells around, but by this afternoon we're starting to see some showers become more widespread and heavy uh, perhaps even some hail and thunder with temperatures reaching about 20 degrees Celsius and a slight southwesterly breeze Now tonight the showers do calm down probably a few still remaining along with some clear spells, That's it's going to be feeling a bit nippy in more rural parts tonight with lows of 10 degrees Celsius um, in towns probably getting down to about 12 or 13 so a chilly start tomorrow, but bright and largely dry at first. Lots of sunny spells for tomorrow too, but come the afternoon we start to see some showers. Again, they'll be fairly heavy at times, and continuing well into the evening, with temperatures reaching about 20 degrees Celsius. Saturday is looking largely dry and fine, though definitely the better day of the two for the weekend, as on Sunday after a decent start, we then have some showers in the afternoon, and altogether quite a windy day on Sunday. Monday and Tuesday looking much uh, finer and drier, uh, but quite fresh really but certainly bright all the same that's the latest forecast
4: world war one at home on the bbc
18: the trenches continue as far as the eye can see which is quite astonishing
4: last week we revealed some amazing untold stories he was a
10: private was in the firing line for two about two months before returning on sick leave
4: and discovered surprising local memories. The history of Cullen goes back to the Short Brothers
19: who We were asked by the government to build airships for the First World War. The Germans had already got a fleet of airships which were capable of coming to England and dropping bombs on it.
4: If you miss them or want to hear them again, go to bbc.co.uk slash ww1. One of those very brave boys was Lieutenant William Leif Robinson from the Royal Flying Corps. World War I at home on the BBC.
20: Today
3: Every mo- I love that song Dave Mason and Mama Cass I don't know much about Dave Mason apart from he was in Traffic and he did that, that album with Mama Cass that's all I know
10: Why wasn't he bigger?
3: I don't know I don't know how big he was or wasn't I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to um, go and buy a little bit of Dave Mason later on and just say I, I'm prepared to take a punt I used to do that when I was younger I would go into record shops and buy records because I liked the cover Really? Yeah and boy oh boy did it pay off did it pay off with the Divine Comedy thank you for that Thank you for that. That was a punt worth taking. Oh, this! I like the cover and the name. I'm going to get it. One of the best bands in the world.
10: They're fantastic. You get a
3: load of rubbish doing that, but sometimes you get some gems.
10: I need to clear out my CD collection. I've got a lot of stuff. I've got a lot of stuff.
3: I cleared out about 400 CDs. I've still got about 400 CDs, and I'm buying more again. I'm buying more. I'm tempted to buy. uh, By the way, Andrew in Bedford. Oh, not yet, because Kelly's gone off with Gary Floyd. We're doing a show, Gary. Can we have our staff back, please? No, it turns out we can't. Uh, Andrew in and Bedford, we took, uh, the, Kelly Betts took your number down wrong, so if you could give us a call back in a minute when, when Gary's finished with her. Uh, this, it, this is, this, I want to talk about this, but I don't quite know what I want to say about this. How the BBC sends out 100,000 bullying licence letters a day. The BBC, this was in some of yesterday's papers. Uh, the BBC sends they out... They
10: put bullying in quote marks? Yeah. Right, so who's saying that it's bullying? Well,
3: let's find out. The BBC sends out almost 100,000 letters every working day threatening viewers with jail unless they pay the TV licence fee. MPs accused the corporation of heavy-handed bullying after it, mer- it emerged. It posted 47 million letters a year.
21: Hmm.
3: 47 million letters a year demanding payment. The mass mail-outs cost £5 million a year. No,
10: 47 million in the past two years. But
3: still, that's all a right, lot. All right, all right, sorry, it's only 23.5 23, 23 million per year. That's not so bad.
10: Well, still it's crazy an outrageous figure. The mail-outs cost the BBC
3: around £5 million a year. Well, what if they... Hang on a second, guys. I, am I being stupid? If you didn't send out those letters, you'd have an extra £5 million a year to make, I don't know, TV programmes and stuff?
10: Yeah, but at the same time, as someone who pays a licence fee, I want to see people who don't not get away with it. Why but your I licence fee is... Paying for these
3: letters, not for I don't know, cash in the attic or flog it. Yeah,
10: but then again, if word gets around that you can don't have to pay it and you, there won't be any follow up, then no one will pay it, and then the BBC but will be no more.
3: I would imagine a lot of these are being sent to people. Um, uh, where's Where's Kelly? <laughs> Gary, can we have can we have Kelly back to answer the phone? Is that all right?
10: Jonathan's in there. Maybe you'll. Yes, J- no. could you answer the phone?
3: Do the phones? First? No, he says <laughs> a resounding no there. Um, But but I'd imagine a lot of these letters are being sent to people who don't have televisions. So these letters are being sent out unnecessarily.
10: I don't know. I don't know how it works.
3: Sorry, I'm... Here we go. A Freedom of Information request revealed that the BBC sent 25 million uh, threatening letters to homes without a TV licence last year. Means 100,000 letters were sent every working day. Mm-hmm.
10: Many homes receive multiple letters warning them of large fines and possible prison sentences that can be imposed for non payment.
3: I quite like I, I I don't mind paying the TV I, I always begrudge paying the TV licence every time I do it. Everybody's paying anything. Yeah, exactly. But it's, I think it's good value for money. You, hey, you wouldn't get us. Okay, all right, fine. That's not the best you argument. You get me, I
10: do it for now. Don't, oh, I shouldn't have said don't, that on air. What yeah. would I say that for?
3: I'll have her money. I'll have half of her money on my money. There we go, quit. They're still saving money. Mm. Uh, but I, I think the TV license is an old-fashioned way of doing it, and I've had those those stroppy people knocking on the door. I've never. Oh, I've had them. Have
10: you ever seen the van?
3: You don't get the van no more. Mm, don't
10: and
3: need it. You, we, they, 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 you don't need it. You've not seen the van for about twenty years, and I was told that the vans are empty. It was just a oh, sk-
10: there's a lot of theories about.
3: It was a sk- on with bully boy tactic, um, and that there was nothing in the vans. Andrew's in Bedford. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. Thank you for calling us back. Oh, can uh, you turn your radio off? Yeah,
22: I just another here. Here we go. Yes. What? Hello, can you hear me? Yep. Uh, yeah, um, I think it's time in that they privatise the BBC. Go on. Um, because, you know, it's, it's for a lot of people, it, it's quite a big chunk out of their income. It's, we just see how many people then actually uh, pay for it.
3: Andy, are you a comedian? No. Are you not on, are you not on the news quiz with Sandy Toxfig?
22: No, 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 no. You sound just like him. Doesn't he sound like that fellow who's called Andy, I think, isn't he? You sound just like him. No. No, but I'm, I'm serious about this. I mean, it, it is a serious thing. They're, 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 they're yeah. talking about, um, actually... Um, yes. Uh, now, privatising, how would that work in your eyes with the BBC? Do
10: you mean commercialising?
22: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it would okay. become a subscription service.
10: I, I can't... Well... well so you'd pay more, wouldn't you?
22: No, you, I mean, you'd then, you'd, you'd, you'd then have the choice whether you pay for the service or not. The
3: thing is, the, the, the
22: reason that wouldn't work with the
3: BBC is, be- is because of BBC Radio. Well, I mean, there could be... Because the licence fee goes towards that as well, and you can, th- th- there is no way of, of you know... Y- y- whereas you can exclude the television
22: channels, you couldn't exclude the radio. Well, I mean, I'm sure they could come up with some technical device to, to, to sort that one out. Did you just cough, then? No.
3: Is there someone with you? No. Oh, okay. All right, fine.
22: I, th- no, 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 phone I, I call think, out. I mean, it's it, when you've got someone like uh, Noel Edmonds not paying the TV licence. I mean, he's a multimillionaire... Does he not pay the TV licence? No, he's admittedly. What oh, he does is um. he gets rounded by that you only need a TV licence if you record a program when it's going out live. Oh. Or, or, you know, watch it live. And he's got rounded by. but he only watches programmes on catch-up. And he, he, he's made that public knowledge. I mean, he's a multi-millionaire. Yeah. And it's a bit ironic that he made his first fortune out of, out of the BBC. Andrew,
3: listen, I'm sorry to cut you short. We've got to go to the travel. But that... Noel Edmonds? Well, let's investigate that and find out if Noel Edmonds is a licensed. I know fee. he said something like Dodgebot. that.
10: Let's find out exactly what he said. 08459 <laughs> oh, four double five
3: five double five.
4: Starting to build up at the moment on
2: the A1, um, the Barnet Bypass. It's looking quite heavy on camera um, between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Just getting in, the East Coat Road's now reopened in Pinner. The accident's been cleared between Linkcroft Avenue and Rochester Drive. Checking on the M25, building up a little bit at the moment as those roadworks continue between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11. Checking on the departure boards for the trains, everything's running well.
3: Go on. You can say it. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. There we go, you see. Thank you, Nicola. Credit where it's due. Do you begrudge paying your licence fee? And what did you achieve in your life despite not having A-levels?
4: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's seven o'clock. I'm Nicola Hazler. The headlines, the US says they're unlikely to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped in northern Iraq. Protesters against Luton Airport's expansions say an aviation director should not have been allowed to vote on the plans. And A-level students finding out their results today will benefit from an extra 30,000 places this year. BBC Three Counties Radio. The United States says it's unlikely to launch a mission to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped by Islamist fighters on Mount Sinjar in northern Iraq following a visit there by a special forces reconnaissance team. The Pentagon says they found fewer people than expected and those remaining were also in a better condition than feared. From Washington, Tom Esselman reports. Sorry, we don't seem to have that audio at the moment. Protesters against the expansion of Luton Airport are angry that a councillor who's a director of an aviation firm was allowed to vote when the plans were approved. The group Hertfordshire Against Luton Expansion put in a formal complaint that councillor Tahir Malik didn't declare an interest, but that's been rejected after an investigation. More from Carol Abercrombie. Councillor Malik is a Director of Kashmir
1: Travel and Cargo Services and was also Vice-Chairman of the Development Control Committee of the Borough Council. Although an investigation found no wrongdoing, it advised councillors in future to be more aware of the perception of the public and mention any matter which could have a bearing
0: on the issue under consideration. Pupils in England, Wales and Northern Ireland finding out their A-level results this morning will benefit from a record half a million university places that are available this year. It's thought some students could get into the university of their choice even if they miss their required grades. Today's results will also show whether the proportion of top grades is continuing to decline after two successive years with fewer A-star and A-grades. Failing GP practices in England could be closed if they don't improve under a new inspection programme. The Care Quality Commission will be able to put the worst surgeries into special measures, which could include new doctors being sent in or patients being transferred to other practices. Decorum Borough Council have spent £6,000 to advertise on buses for the summer weeks, some which travel through central London. The campaign which reads, discover what there is to enjoy on your doorstep, aims to promote tourism for the Hertfordshire Borough of Decorum. These people in Berkhamsted think it's a great idea.
1: As an ex-Londoner, yes, there's far more attractions in London, but they cost a lot of money and we've had the most beautiful staycation where we've just not felt the need to go away.
18: It's not up to the villages in the Cotswolds, but it's quite a nice place to visit
22: perhaps for the weekend ashridge or somewhere a bit more rural yeah i would definitely come out
0: i really love london but i'm really happy to be here as well And you can hear more on that story in the programme. And the Oxford English Dictionary has published its latest selection of new words to be added. They include binge-watching, listicle and amazeballs. The weather mostly dry with sunny intervals to start the day, with showers developing and becoming heavier by this afternoon. Your next bulletin in half an hour.
3: amaze amazeballs are horrible, binge is when you watch like box sets. What's a listicle?
0: Uh, it's an online. It's an online article based on a list. Apparently, that's oh, the definition.
3: Thank you very much indeed.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of Beds,
4: Hearts and Bucks.
12: Lovely community here and that, that's that's the strongest thing.
2: It's all
4: about where you live. Got the Bluebell Woods which is about five, ten minutes away from here. All this week we're featuring Flamstead and Marky 8.
11: It's a very tight-knit family community and draws people in.
4: The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. morning, this is Ian
3: Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a busy... Oh, no, hang on, hang on, I've disappeared, I've fallen down... Hang on, let me go back. Ah, there I am. Uh, Busy show this morning, we're talking about planes, we're talking about cars, we're talking about A-levels, we're talking about buses. How far, how much have you achieved despite failing or not even taking A-levels? There's loads of people today going to get their A-level results... Man Alive, I'm blessed. I will never, ever have to sit another exam as long as I live. That's a decision I've made. How far did you get without achieving anything in your A-levels? Because they're important now for the people opening those envelopes in a couple of hours, but, but, but... They're just a stepping stone to something else. They're not really important in the great scheme of things. And with the BBC spending £5 million a year sending out... Letters to people demanding they pay their TV licence what, what do you think about the TV licence? I can't quite get... I've not quite got a question around it Yeah, I mean, do you... Um, uh, uh, are you upset at paying it? Do you mind paying it? I always begrudge paying it But I think it's good value for money I'm not just saying that because I'm in the employ Because I receive some of that money myself I've always said it but do you think it's fair? 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. You could even, if you wanted, give me a telephone call. 08459 four double five five double five.
4: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, it's a story that we've been following for a while, the expansion of Luton Airport, and it's particularly uh, prominent now because on our big tour of beds, hearts, and bucks, we've been in Flamstead and Marquette, uh, where people have been telling us they've noticed an increase in noise from planes flying to and from Luton Airport. The suspicion is that some carriers are flying lower for longer to save fuel. Well, I'm joined now by uh, Andrew Lamborn, who lives in Flamstead and is a member of the campaign group Hertfordshire Against Luton Expansion. Andrew, thank you very much for coming in this morning. The noise is it really getting worse
18: you can definitely tell the difference actually because Wiz, which is the airline in question used to fly in such a way that they were higher when they came over the village mm. and you could tell that they were quieter than other aircraft of the same type but in July of last year they changed their departure procedure and they pull the flaps in earlier which means they don't climb as quick so when they're coming over us they're lower and you can definitely tell that they're louder than they were before. Now, this is exactly going in the wrong direction if the airport wants to be a better neighbour to its local communities. Have you spoken to the airline or the, or the airport itself to, to raise this point? Yeah, we have, in fact. Uh, we've raised the issue with the airport through the noise and track mm. committee that they hold. And what they've basically said is the airline has changed the process to fall in line with other airlines who do the same thing. Right. In order to save fuel... So we said, well, why not do a study which compares the two different departure procedures and see whether the impact locally and further away is better or worse from the different processes and then take a view? And they said, well, basically, the airlines call the shots on this. You know, they won't go back to what they were doing before. So I would imagine you feel like you're, you're not being listened to. I think the airport operators actually have listened to this, but what appears to be the case is they don't seem to have the ability right. to control what the airlines do, and yet they claim they want to be a better neighbour. Uh,
3: as we know, the, uh, it, the plans I have gone through i have been given a, a, an initial thumbs up to expand the airport's capacity from, I think, 12 million a year, passengers a year to 18 million passengers a year uh, so th- what 's going on with the noisier aircraft now it, it, it must be a worrying indicator of where you think it will go in the future
18: well, yeah, because there'll be sixty percent more flights I mean compared to two thousand and eleven, which is the baseline in the planning application, so there 'll be a lot more flights, and I think what we need are a series of measures that bear down on the noisiest of those I mean you know you 're going to talk to the airport ops director later mm. on, why not sort of challenge him and say. Rather than just finding the noisiest flights, why not actually ban them? Three strikes and you're out. You know, why not actually ban the noisiest types of flights? You it? know why they're not going to do that, though, don't you? Money.
3: They're not going to ban the noisy flights and to do themselves you, out of...
18: If you ban the noisiest um, business jets, for example, because they, you know, they are a real nuisance to people in Luton. They, they're continually complaining. And, and by the time they've sort of uh, got around to banning the oldest and the noisiest business jets, they'll have cleaned up that, that sector fairly well. If they actually banned the noisiest types of aircraft, like the cargo flights that fly during the night, you know, the, the very noisiest types then we'll start to actually bear down on this. Mm. Uh, The airport has been trialling new navigation
3: technology to keep the planes to an agreed flight path. Is that having any effect, any impact,
18: positive or negative? Well, they did a short trial for a few months last year, last spring, Uh, It certainly tightened up the tracks, which is helpful, which is beneficial, particularly to places like Marquette and Flamstead, because they have to fly a pretty tight line between those two very, very closely uh, spaced villages. Uh, So in that sense, it's beneficial. But what we discovered when we looked at the detail of it was the technology isn't quite working as it should. So when they do their sort of left turn to go off out to the east... They're still kind of half a mile north of where they should be. Mm. So we've raised that again, and, and the operators said, yes, okay, fair enough. Uh, what we'll look at is a, a next generation of that technology to improve that, and I think we should hold them to that.
3: What, th- there, there will be some people listening who say, well, hang on, you live near an airport. it's going to be noisy. I live near an airport, uh, and um, I've kind of managed to, ch- when I'm in the back garden with the kids, I've ca- I have friends over, and they say, how do you put up with that noise? And I don't really notice it. Anymore.
18: Is, is it the
3: fact... Maybe you have to accept you live near an airport and that
18: noise is going to be an issue. Absolutely accept that. We live near an airport, noise is going to be an issue. But I think if you live near an airport and then they suddenly announce they're going to double the capacity of that airport then I think that becomes an unreasonable uh, request because, you know, people can put up with a certain amount. And I think what the campaign groups were saying with regard to this particular expansion, bearing in mind that the last planning application, last planning permission they got was for 5 million passengers a year and they pushed it up to 10 million, Mm. they're now at sort of 10 million and wanting to push it up to 18 million. Where's it going to end? But I think what people are saying is enough is enough. Luton Airport is very very close as you know to the to the town of Luton it's almost like a city airport Mm. if you take London City there's very very strict restrictions for example you know they don't have night flights why don't we for example challenge the airport and say okay you know you want to expand your capacity but be bold so you're going to have uh, a restriction on night flights no more night flights than in 2011 so rather than pushing them up from 6,000 a year nine and a half thousand a year just keep it at the previous levels you know, let's actually see them taking some bold moves to be a better neighbor
3: uh, we are going to be uh, speaking to someone from the airport l- later on you've already given
18: us one question is, is there anything you would like to say to him now well as i say i think you know three bold moves one no more night flights two ban the noisiest aircraft and, and the poor track keepers and three If you've got departure procedures, lay them down for the airlines rather than be dictated to by the airlines Mm. and lay them down in such a way that you say, you know, Loon is going to be a model for good noise abatement. These are our procedures. You need to follow them.
3: Earlier on in the show, we were uh, talking about what you and your group felt was a potential conflict of interest with one of the councillors on the planning uh, committee. Your group brought the case, but it was rejected by an independent committee. Uh, What do you think about that now?
18: Well, I think a lot of people felt, given that Luton Borough Council owns the airport, that it smelled pretty bad when they were the ones who were going to be making the planning decision. Uh, There was a a significant pressure to have it called in by Eric Pickles. But for political reasons, you know, he wants to export the noise out of London to Luton. He didn't call it in, even though in fact it is a candidate as as a nationally significant project. So I think, you know, the focus was very much on Luton being seen to be squeaky clean when it made that decision. Mm. It forced the, the planning meeting in just before Christmas when half the members of the planning committee couldn't even attend. So there was only a handful of councillors there to make this, the biggest planning decision in Luton for 30 years. Mm. And out of those councillors, one of them declared at the beginning of the meeting that he was a director of the company that owned the airport infrastructure, and therefore, even though he wasn't paid, even though he didn't have a pecuniary interest, he would withdraw from the discussion and from the. That vote. was the Lib
3: Dem gentleman, that wasn't was, it? Yeah. Whose uh, name escapes me at the moment. So I've got it written down somewhere. I can't find yeah. it. Anyway, yes,
18: Frank. Yes, whatever his name is. Um, and I think uh, you know that gave a good example. Uh, and, and none of the other councillors declared any interest at all. But, you know, after the event, we discovered that the vice chairman of the planning committee itself... David Franks,
3: that was the name, of course David Franks, yeah.
18: The the vice chairman of the planning committee uh, is actually a director of a company based in Luton, which makes money out of the aviation sector. Not necessarily out of Luton Airport, but out of the aviation sector. And here you've got a vote on an issue which is very much to do with the aviation sector. Mm. And, you know, somebody who is a director of such a company, I think at the very least, should have said at the beginning of the meeting, Chairman, you know, I do direct a company that buys airport tickets that actually uh, ships freight by air. Is it proper for me to remain in this meeting or should I withdraw? But that wasn't done. Now, you know, we raised the issue, they went through a process, they probably got the Luton Borough Council lawyer to write the response in a very carefully worded way. And although they say they don't find any wrongdoing, I think it's... It's very much a matter of the perception that people have, mm. rather than maybe the letter of the law. Eric Pickles didn't call this in and say, he hid behind the fig leaf of localism. You know, let local councils decide local issues. And so the local council should set an example of how to do that properly. And I think in this case there's a bad smell, because somebody who voted on this issue actually benefits from the aviation industry.
3: Uh, Andrew, if people want to get involved with Hertfordshire Hartford, uh, against Luton expansion, there's, I'm assuming there's a website or something? Yeah, there's, there's,
18: there's a, a website, net. Uh, you know, so they can send us an email, they can get involved. Uh, we, we draw attention from time to time to particular issues to do with the airport, and it's always good to people, hear from people who are affected by it. Andrew Lannan. And if anyone has a particular problem with noise, email noise at ltn.aero and they'll pick up the case. Brilliant. Andrew, thank you very much for your time this morning.
3: You. It's BBC Three Counties Radio 08459 <laughs> travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC
2: Three Counties Radio. In Luton there's one lane closed at the moment on Windmill Road just at Park Viaduct for some roadworks that are taking place. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, starting to build up between Junction 21 on the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also heavy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. In at Beaconsfield it's queuing at the moment on the A355 heading southbound between London Road and Junction 2 for the M40. There's been an oil spillage there, so there's some clearance work that's now taking place. And the Barnet bypass quite heavy on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. On the trains, there's no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you very much. 716... Thursday, the 14th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The US says they are unlikely to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped in northern Iraq. Protesters against Luton Airport's expansion say an aviation director should not have been allowed to vote on the plans. And failing GP practices could be closed if they don't improve under a new inspection programme. The weather? Dry with sunny intervals. Showers developing this afternoon.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: And now some men talk about sport. Saturday afternoons mean loads of live football here on BBC Three Counties Radio. And this weekend we'll bring you another four live games.
21: Can he finish it? Yes, he can.
3: Game over. In the Championship, Watford travel to Norwich.
11: But no, Forestieri with his first touch of the afternoon.
3: In League One, MK Dons are away to Peterborough. And it's- And in League Two, Luton host AFC Wimbledon and Stevenage go to South End.
16: Stevenage's first goal of the season. Well deserved as well.
3: All four games live in Three Counties Sport.
16: And it's Mark Cullen. It's a great goal from
3: Luton Town. Saturday from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about
3: this morning. There are kind of three main talking things I've got this morning. and You can call in about anything you want, as always. It's an open door. If you think we should be talking about it, then let us know. Uh, I want to know your favourite noise, please. Yesterday, my favourite noise uh, was the sound of the TARDIS. I've got a better one. I was thinking about it last night. I've got a better one. I'll tell you what it is after half past seven. That'll keep you listening. Uh, Also, the TV licence. I I don't quite know what question to ask about the TV licence. I'm I'm trying to get my head around the fact they spend £5 million a year sending out letters chasing up the TV licence. That seems ridiculous to me. I guess if you've had a run-in with the TV licence people or maybe you're one of those people that that doesn't have a television and you keep getting hassled by the suits. What's
10: the point in us paying it, though, if we just let it go, if people don't?
3: Let it go, let it go can uh, cold doesn't bother me anyway oh, yeah. <laughs> that's when that song really kicks in for me yeah. um and you kels yeah sweet as sweet as uh, yeah you're right but spending five million pounds you can get a nice little program about out of that the
10: existence of the bbc yeah, the lifeblood of the BBC.
3: Well, it needs to be re- it needs to be reviewed Maybe then. Maybe that method. It should be something like Sky. It's e- it either should be something like Sky and Virgin, where you subscribe. Uh, I choose to have Sky in my house. I choose to pay. I think it's. T- I have the lowest package, twenty-one quid a, a month or something. Um, but um, you can't choose to have the BBC. But then there's the problem of you. You'll, you'll get it on the radio and, and stuff like that, isn't it?
10: It'll change when it goes computerised, won't it? Then we'll be able to shut the services down for people who don't want it.
3: Oh gosh. What, what services? Us? Our, yeah. Me? They've shut me down?
10: Well, yeah. But we're talking about the future, we're talking okay. Jetsons OK, fine,
3: good, <laughs> some way away 08459 555 And also today, these are three things Today, uh, lots of young people and probably some old people as well get their A-level results How much did you achieve despite failing or not getting any A-levels? Heidi's on the line, morning Heidi Good morning How, how much of you, well first of all what A-level results did you get? I didn't you didn't get any at all?
5: I was kicked out before I was allowed to take A-levels.
3: Oh, mate. Why? What did you do?
5: Well, they said I wasn't clever enough.
3: Oh, come on. You were naughty, weren't you?
5: No, no, no. Seriously, I had to retake some of my O-levels. So they said, well, you're not coming back to do A-levels.
3: Wow. That's, that must have been quite harsh when you are a teenager.
5: Yeah, it was pretty hard. But so- I had the last laugh because I ended up going to university anyway... I came out with a first-class honours, I then had a scholarship to go to Cambridge to do my masters, oh. and I'm now in a cracking job.
3: Hey, there we go. But you haven't got any A-levels? No. How did you get to university without A-levels?
5: There was some kind of conversion course, so you had to attend night school to wow. sort of, um, yeah, get the necessary kind of grades, etc. So I did that, and um, I was allowed to then go to university.
3: And you went to Cambridge as well?
5: Yes.
3: And, uh, am I allowed to ask what, what you do or what area you work in? If I told you I'd have to kill you. <gasps> Heidi's a spy! <laughs> That's. Oh, but, you've, but you've done well without A-levels. Exactly. I mean, it's possible. Excellent, so Heidi. Thank you very much indeed. A dangerous lady with an air of mystery around her. How cool is that? You see? And I know you'll be... Uh, listen, because when I did fail my levels I was told, oh, don't worry, things will work out, things will be OK. And I was... I was um, uh, I was distraught. I was distraught. But look, Heidi's doing a, a well-paid job that allows her to murder people. Hang on. What? She went to Cambridge. She didn't have A-levels. do doesn't matter. How far did you get? What did you achieve? And I'm not saying, you know, you know, you still, if you achieve well in your A-levels, well done. Congratulations. That's great. Not knocking A-levels per se. I'm just saying you can still get by without them. Give us your stories, please, of how far you got uh, what you achieved despite not having any A-levels or doing really badly in them. 08459 4555. 555 is the telephone number. Uh, you can also send me an email, ian.lee, I-A-I-N, dot L-E-E, at bbc.co.uk. Delve a bit deeper. Discover what there is to enjoy on your doorstep. Decorum. Yeah, it's an advert I saw on the back of a bus this week. Not the back of a bus around here. It was on Regent Street in London. Someone had flagged this up to me on Twitter. And I, it was stored in the back of my brain, as these things are. And then I was driving down Regent Street and I got stuck. There was a bus in front of me. There was an advert. It was for Decorum Borough Council on Regent Street. We are just near Hamleys. Anyway, the, the Borough Council have paid £6,000 on the campaign to get more visitors to have a delightful day out in Hertfordshire, which is a wonderful place. But... Will it really entice people away from the heart of one of the most popular tourist destinations in the world? Ron Tyndall is a Liberal Democrat opposition councillor at Decorum and joins me now. Morning, Ron. Morning. What do you reckon about this campaign? Um, I think
19: it was devised, the whole campaign was devised to encourage people to visit the town's Decorum. <clears throat> but unfortunately, uh, the, the bus adverts seem to have gone into fantasy land instead of uh, common sense because... The PR company, uh, you you know, sort of was more artistic, I think. There's no mention of Hemel Hempstead, Burkhampstead, or Tring on any of the adverts. And so the average person in London wouldn't know what they're talking about.
3: Well, I've got the picture of the advert now. It does mention three places, and my picture's not good enough to see it. It says, Delve a bit deeper, discover what there is to do, to enjoy on your doorstep. Decorum, look no further. Now, I only know what decorum is because I do this job. Yeah. If you're in Regent Street, if you're in London, even some people that live around here don't know that decorum is an area. They don't know where it is or what it is. Yeah, yeah. the
19: other factor you've got to think about is if you've got a bus going through Regent Street or Oxford Street, the chances are only about 5 or 10% of the people looking at the bus will actually be from this country and therefore may not even have much command of the English.
3: Listen, six grand, in the great scheme of things, it's not a massive amount of money. But when, every, when, when councils are having to tighten their belts, it, it could be argued, and I know there, there, there are people on the internet saying, that this, this money could have been spent better actually within decorum itself.
19: Yes, I agree. Uh, I think the whole campaign is laudable because obviously attracting more businesses and visitors to uh, decorum and Hertfordshire in general. Is, is a good thing and should be supported. But unfortunately, as I say, the council seem to have allowed the PR company, uh, who are not the, the most sane of people, to, uh, to to sort of have a flight of fancy and think that they're going to encourage people to move from
3: Oxford Street into uh, the leafy suburbs. The, 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 I'm looking at the picture now. There's a young girl... I guess she's about eight years old, uh, with a miner's helmet on, poking her head out of a cave. Where are the um, the decorum caves? Uh,
19: I believe there were some salt caves here, uh, back in time, but I must admit, I'm afraid I, I'm not aware of those myself.
3: So we've got no idea where this girl is, is, is poking out from?
19: No. Unless they, mixed up, uh, they mixed up the caves in Kent with uh, with Halperture.
3: Oh, yeah. OK. Well, so there may be, may be a little bit of jiggery-pokery going on well, there. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm just guessing, but I can't...
19: I, I don't know where the caves are. It well, might be interesting to find out.
3: It would be... I'm, go, well, I'm going to put that out now to our listeners. Ron, I'm going to let you go, because it's not the greatest of lines, but I appreciate your time and your, your thoughts. Ron Tyndall, Liberal Democrat Opposition Councillor at Decorum. <clears throat> Can we put this picture up on... If I, You've got the picture, haven't you, Kath? Let's put it up on, on Facebook or Twitter or something, one of those uh, social networking sites that are so popular with the kids these days. And I, I want to know where that... I want to know where that cave is. All right,
10: there we go. I just
3: want to know where that... Because the cave looks awesome! I love a cave!
10: The only caves I know about are Royston Caves. Right. But not being able to see the rest of the hole from which he's crawling, it's difficult to locate...
3: I wouldn't mind going to the caves. I love a bit of caving. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it up and see if we can find out where they are.
10: Yeah. Maybe this is genius. Maybe we're missing a trick.
3: We could be missing a t- Well, listen, hey, whoa, guys, we're talking about it. People always say, if you go, oh yeah, no, you know such and such an advert, is rubbish. Ah yeah, but you're talking about it, so it's working. Well no, it's not, because I'm not buying the product, I'm saying it's rubbish. And
10: also, the advert just says decorum, and we found that people walking around the streets of Luton, which is not a million miles away, had been to decorum without realising, had no idea what decorum was. In,
3: in its defence, it does have three place names at the bottom that my photograph is not good enough to take, oh, right. to, to, to see. Uh, so I'm going to have, a, we'll have a little investigation on the internet, see if we can find out what those three places are. But they're not very prominent.
10: and th- the book. Does not allow you time no. to be able to necessarily get all the details.
3: Decorum is is the big word, is the big name there. It does seem so odd. It was, uh, you, you know, I was stuck behind it, and
10: uh, could it be that the route the bus was been put on another route, and normally it, yeah, it possibly. goes somewhere else possibly,
3: uh, possibly, but then they're wasting their money. Mm. That's six grand wasted. Or at least a portion of it. 08459 455 555. Where on earth are the caves in Decorum? And how on earth do we persuade Catherine Boyle to go down there?
10: Uh, I'm not going down a cave. Oh, I don't ca- like enclosed spaces. It's not
3: like she's an eight year old kiddie, She's in there.
10: No, I don't like it. What? She's tiny. I'm bigger than an eight year old kiddie.
3: Yeah, that's true.
10: And I don't like it. I don't like anything that involves hard hats.
3: What, like construction?
10: No, any supposedly fun thing that involves hard hats.
3: What, like the YMCA? The village people they involve a hard hat (laughs) and they're fun well come on guys it was
10: fun ones the um that's not my favorite one my favorite one is macho man oh my favorite man
3: is do the milkshake do 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 the milkshake so but the why the m the c doesn't work for me why with the dance and the a
10: Well, you're doing it wrong. Why? Why You're bending your inner arm inwards. You should be. Y, M, C. -C. You're doing a G. G. (laughs) Oh, the Y, M, G, A. C is
9: this
3: way. Y. M C. 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 That's oh, it. Oh, I've never done that. I, always thought you have to do I thought the rules of the village people were you had to do it over your head.
10: No, what are you talking about? That's a G. Why? Yeah.
3: M. Yeah. C. Arm
10: oh,
3: out. A. a. Oh, I like that. C. Oh, day's I school do- day, isn't it? I've been doing it wrong for the last forty years. Oh,
9: that's why you never get invited to discos.
3: Yeah, oh, that's why I got kicked out of the village people. That <laughs> because I lost my
8: chaps. <laughs>
4: very heavy at the moment on the
2: A1M heading southbound, just at Junction 8 for Stevenage. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow moving on the speed sensors between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also very slow heading anti-clockwise between 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. In Beaconsfield, it's queuing at the moment on the A355 between London Road and Junction 2 for the M40. Um, There was an oil spillage there earlier on, and now some clearance work is taking place. So far checking on the trains everything's running well nicola richards bbc three counties radio
8: across beds hearts and bugs
4: this is bbc three counties radio
0: headlines. The United States says it's unlikely to launch a mission to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped by Islamist fighters on Mount Sinjar in northern Iraq, following a visit there by a special forces reconnaissance team. Protesters against the expansion of Luton Airport are angry that a councillor, who's a director of an aviation firm, was allowed to vote when the plans were approved. Pupils in England, Wales and Northern Ireland finding out their A-level results this morning will benefit from a record half a million university places that are available this year. It's thought some students could get into their university of choice even if they miss their required grades. Failing GP practices could be closed if they don't improve under a new inspection programme. The Care Quality Commission will be able to put the worst surgeries into special measures.
8: Three Counties Sports
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. In the second round of the Capital One Cup, Manchester United will travel here to face MK Dons at the end of the month. It's 19 years since United were involved at this stage of the competition and Watford will play at home to Doncaster. There's been three more gold medals for Great Britain at the European Athletics Championships in Zurich. James Dasuolu won the 100 metres, Tiffany Porter took the 100 metres hurdles title and Mo Farah won the 10,000 metres, a special win according to the double Olympic champion. Two
15: weeks ago, you know, there was a doubt of, well, I, was, I was going to compete here, you know, after well, I pulled out the Commonwealth Games. So last two weeks, training has gone well and um, it meant a lot to me because um, it wasn't easy, you know, I've been sort of... Um, I wanted to run the Commonwealth and obviously couldn't and then come out win the European was, was a mean a lot to me.
0: And Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams competes in the heats of the 200 metres this morning. The 20-year-old won silver at the Commonwealth Games. Tiger Woods has ruled himself out of next month's Ryder Cup at Glen Eagles due to an ongoing back injury. Woods failed to qualify for the team but was in contention for a captain's pick. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is at 8. Call
4: 08459 455
3: 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. So, lots to talk about this morning. How far have you gone in your life? What have you achieved despite failing or not even sitting A-levels? Can we find a millionaire who didn't do A-levels, please? Let's get a millionaire who didn't... Like I say, let's get one. What I'm, hope, what I'm hoping <laughs> a millionaire's going to be listening to this rubbish. They'll be listening to... Um, what, what radio station do millionaires listen to? And how do I get a job there? Radio 4. That's the intelligent millionaires. I'm ta- I'm kind of thinking of like uh, the, uh, the, the you know the rough boys done good.
10: They don't listen to the radio. Uh,
3: they've got a quartet. Spotify. Going. Oh, cor- they got a quartet going, don't they? Yeah, they- in the corner. That- how cool would that be? You're so rich, right? Instead of having a, a radio alarm clock, you hire a string quartet <laughs> that at six fifteen on the dot they wake you up by playing, and then you can throw something at the violinist, and that's the snooze feature.
9: <laughs> also, that's a cool job for a person. I'd be someone's alarm clock.
3: Yeah. Ever hired a string quartet? No. Uh, Ever thought about hiring a string quartet to impress someone for a birthday? I have thought about it and then I didn't do it. I
10: find it weird. I've been in situations where you get someone performing just for you in a room. Oh, yeah.
3: You went to
10: Cuba and they travel from table to table. I never know where to look. I find it very uncomfortable and I'd rather they backed up a bit. Do you carry on eating? I it's, don't know, it, just so many questions. Yeah,
3: I've been in those restaurants where you're sat at a table and suddenly a, a fat man with an accordion and a, and a man with a big guitar come over to yeah. you. Oh, the lovers eating their food. I don't want to be a lover eating my food.
10: They might as well get a big neon <laughs> finger pointing at you and go, look at these muffins.
3: The foam glove, the gladiator glove. That's what they should be doing. Um, and yeah. do you tip them? Yeah, you're supposed to tip yeah. them, aren't you? To that's, go away. That's weird. We had a, At the wedding, we had a, a, a harp... Oh, we had a harp woman... Did we have a harp woman and a, and a violin? Or, or maybe we had a string Or I don't know, we had there something. a
10: belting harpist locally yeah. who will come on and do, um, like, modern hits on her harp. Yeah, she's been in here. That's where I heard it. <laughs> oh, wow! We're,
3: we're starting to self-ref ourselves, guys. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about whatever that was we were just talking about. When did you, we get on to that? Music is the doctor.
10: Too close. Music. Call me now. No, there was a reason. <laughs>
3: there was a reason we were doing that. Anyway,
10: oh, we're talking about what what oh. <laughs> what radio- millionaires listen to. Work
3: it. backwards, millionaires. Can we find a millionaire who didn't get any A levels, please? <laughs> oh eight sense. four five nine four double five five double five. Your favourite noise and what is it? Uh, and also. Where on earth are those caves in Decorum? Well, John's on the line. Good morning, John. <laughs> yeah, good morning, John. Where yeah, on earth are these caves in Decorum?
12: Well, I haven't the foggiest idea. But my wife, Anne, was watching, listening to your program, and she said, "Is it Extreme, which is a kids' thing up uh, the top of Hemel there, where you pay to go in? And, uh, oh. I think a good child got stuck in them uh, a oh. year or so ago. Oh. Or could it, could it be the treacle mines that my granddad used to tell me about?
3: Uh, you know." Uh, Hank, John, I don't, to, I don't know how to break this to you. Um, yeah. No, I'm not going to. Yes, it could be the treacle mines, John. Yeah, people in
12: Birkhampton thought there were, you know, treacle mines in Hempstead. but that's, you know, when my grandad was born in 1890. God so blimey. Whether God they're actually there or not, I don't know. I
3: bet your granddad didn't have any A-levels, did he? No, he didn't, actually. No, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> he did all right for himself, didn't <laughs> he? He did very well
12: for himself, yes. He was a lovely chap. <laughs> uh,
3: now, listen, how do, you know, how do you know all this stuff, John?
12: I don't. I'm, oh. I'm a guide at Berkhamsted Castle, oh. Oh. Uh, and we have a little visitor's centre there, oh. and I heard about the adverts on the back of the buses, and how much decorum uh, council has spent, but then it's easy to spend other people's money, isn't it? it I could ca- do it that. It
3: kind of is. It seems... Listen, and I, I, but God bless. God bless. Do you know we should have a show one day celebrating all of the tour guides in all of the fantastic places around the country? Because <laughs> I love it. Because I, t- I take my boys out to these places, um, and, you know, they ask me questions. I haven't got go- I took them to Windsor Castle a while ago they're asking all these questions I haven't got a clue let's go and ask this fella and we spoke to the most wonderful tour guide who was you know was brought color and life to the stories he told my boys to look out for the secret hidden doors that are all around Windsor Castle it was fantastic you got do a cracking job.
12: Well, that's terrific, but you pay a lot of money money to get into Windsor Castle. Birkhamse Castle is free. Oh, look one at the, you! One of the <laughs> only was, things in life that's free.
3: When was the last time, John, that the Queen slept at Berkhamster Castle? Come well, on,
12: there, there was a Queen. Uh, no, it was Cicely, Duchess of York. Yep. she was the mother of Richard the Third. You what, know, what year?
3: Found, Give me the year.
12: That uh, was about fourteen. I don't know, fourteen hundred and frozen yeah. to death.
3: Yeah, the, que- uh, the Queen was in Windsor Castle last week.
12: So, yeah, she, she won't come to Birkhamse. <laughs> <No, she>, I've <laughs> <laughs> invited Prince Charles. Because the Black Prince uh, spent his honeymoon there. Oh, controversial! Uh, what? What? Edward the Black Prince?
3: Yeah. No, oh. not controversial. No, no, not in the slightest. Nothing controversial there at all. Uh, <laughs> how long do you work
12: there, John? Oh, I don't know, ten years or so since I've retired. Yeah. But we get a lot of school parties. A lot of kids come because it's uh, part of the curriculum. Ten sixty six and William the Conqueror, do and
3: you, they're lovely. Do you get a ki- but, but be honest, John. Now come yeah. on. Do you get a kick out of telling the kids not to touch?
12: Well, there's not money. It's all falling down. Don't, s- don't sit on that. No sitting. <laughs> there's a lot of that old nonsense. But you see, we've only got uh, the remains of a castle. Yeah. But it was the finest motte and bailey castle uh, in Britain or in England. Uh, about uh, 900 were built or 600, and it's the, supposedly the finest one in uh, in
3: England. John, listen. I appreciate your time this morning. We can we can salute. I love a good tour guide. Some tour guides, let's be honest. People that you see around these castles, and uh, yeah, you charge Windsor Castle because it's, it's a full castle; it's not ruins. Uh, but you, the, the, you know, the, the, these some of these people are rubbish at their jobs. But some of them, the one that the, was speaking to me and my boys about Windsor Castle and uh, the secret doors, was brilliant,
10: fantastic. You just got to know what will pique the interest. Did you see that video of there's a yeoman who works at uh, at the Tower of London? You don't want to mess with him.
3: No, you don't mess with those guys. Have you seen him? No.
10: He does a. Someone's filmed it and put it on on uh, on the um, internet. Internet (laughs) on YouTube, and um, (laughs) he does this. He does this most amazing. Um, monologue where he 's talking about all the different things you can see, and it 's sort of horrible history style oh, yeah. so he 's saying you 're lucky you're coming in here and going out with your heads on and all sort of stuff, but he 's a former army officer, yeah. so he does it in a kind of terrifying and oh. demanding your attention kind of way, glares love at the it. kids, tell them, tells them he hates them oh we love it <laughs> and of course, yeah, the kids love it,
3: yeah some of the American
10: tourists didn't know how to take it, yeah. But everyone else is thinking it's wonderful. Yeah. That's the sort of person you want. Some
3: of them, some of them. Then there are so many out there. Let's let's uh, salute and celebrate the uh, tour guide uh, at Britain's castles and stately homes. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Yes, Bets. Oh, oh no, saluting just saluting Oh, you're saluting them.
9: Oh hey, remember Slu- when? Um, you're saluting with the wrong arm love. Oh
10: sorry, remember Kath forgot the word for internet.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was funny.
10: <sighs> Didn't forget the word for internet. I thought, how specific can I be?
3: I just forgot something. I was going to say something then, and I've forgotten it. Has someone pumped uh, forgetting gas into the uh, air conditioning? <laughs>
10: don't know, but I did think that that was a controversial decision of the Black Prince to spend his uh, honeymoon in Berkhamstead.
3: Thanks very much indeed. Didn't
10: you? Oh, uh, eight four five nine four double
3: what five. 8459 455. What about
10: rubbish honeymoons? Uh, not the Berkhamstead oh. would be rubbish. Be right
3: go. we've got we've got like six topics on the go here. Well, I, know I'm not not, here. I know I'm not in next week, because I'm on my holly bobs. What's
10: wrong with this picture? Oh, what?
3: Yeah, on, I'm on... Uh, uh, sorry? You're what's not r-
10: in next week?
3: I'm off. Holiday, innit? I say holiday. By the way, I just said hollybobs. The reason I said hollybobs is because I've been thinking a lot. I hate people who say the word hollybobs.
10: You just become And I've done
3: people. it. I also hate people who say, oh, Ian's not a happy bunny at the moment when they're talking about themselves. Anybody who uses the phrase, it's a happy bunny, or speaks in the third person, oh, Ian's not a happy bunny at the
9: moment. I don't like when people say, me
10: thinks. Oh, me thinks. and am we'll have a bath, me thinks.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't you like people who have baths.
10: You have to say it. Do it. Just I'm not, <laughs> not going to start on the list of things people do that annoy me.
3: Oh, don't what are you looking at Kelly for? Hey. Uh, 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Let's celebrate the magic of the tour guide um, and the guides all around the stately homes of Great Britain. They're good. It's a good job. And when I get old and I have no purpose to live, when I lose my job here... Uh, I, I could quite happily go and do that. I don't know where I'd go and do it, though. I don't know where I, I like enough to go and do it.
10: Um, somewhere with records.
3: Oh, yeah.
10: Could you not set up a monkey museum? Ooh
3: yeah, that's an idea. We're also uh, asking today, people are getting their A-level results. A lot of nervous people a lot of people will be uh, punching the air and throwing their hats in the sky and shooting them with metaphorical guns a lot of people will be sad uh, I, i i did all right without um, particularly good a-level results so how well did you do oh eight four five nine four double five five double five paul's in boring paul good morning um, how many a-levels did you get uh zero zero a-levels zero a-levels and two o-levels i'm guessing what were your two o-levels in Oh, God, I've forgotten. It was that long uh, ago, was it? Well, it I'm, was that long ago. I'm guessing yeah. then, Paul, that your life has been uh, a misery and has, has only been one failure after another.
23: Well, no, strangely enough. I, I fell into a successful career without any of these um, bits of paper and then ended up getting an MBE and then last year the University of Hertfordshire very kindly awarded me an honorary master of arts degree
3: oh (laughs) sir so you've got a degree you've got an MBE and you've got a successful career despite not having any A-levels
23: and having no A-levels so (sighs) have faith that's my message to youngsters believe in yourself have faith work hard And you'll get to where you want, whether you've got a piece of paper with you or not.
3: I do, listen, A-levels, I I think, they are a stepping stone to the next kind of set of exams. And I do think we put too much pressure and emphasis on A-levels. Because you're right, if you've got, you know, what it takes, and that's a very vague description, I can't be any more specific than that,
23: then you'll do all right, won't you? Well, it's it's like today with so many, everybody has a degree. Yeah, they're almost meaningless. it's become meaningless and frankly say you wanted to go into the retail sector just an example you're probably better skipping the university bit and going in as a trainee and working your way up literally and you can end up as chairman of tesco's or something can't you, uh, you if you work hard make a career of it paul is, is that a hint are you the chairman of tesco's <laughs> can i ask what
3: what did you do to get your, to get an mbe how do you how did you achieve that
23: that was given to me uh, in 1997 for having chaired the campaign for eight years to save Elstree Film Studios.
3: Ah, of course, of course, yes. Oh, well done, fantastic. And do you? I I, I would be very tempted to to sign every letter
23: as Ian Lee, MBE. Do you do that? Do you do you kind of you know wave it under people's noses a little bit? No, no. Oh. Uh, since the day they pinned it on me at Buckingham Palace, so I've never worn the medal. Uh, oh, I'd, I'd, be, going, I'd be
3: going down to, um, to, to Tesco's with my me medal on. I'd be going to the local paper shop. Have you, so, have you seen my medal? It's an MBE. Yes, I'll have the sun, please. <laughs> Paul, listen, I appreciate your, your call. Thank you. Oh, if I, if I had an MBE medal, I'd wear it all the time. Well done. You see, he's got a successful career, an MBE, and he's got uh, a degree. An honorary degree, and he didn't get his A levels. Well done, Paul. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. On the subject of TV licences, BBC is spending five, well, yeah, spending five million pounds a year writing to people saying, "Can we have your TV licence, please?" Kyle's on the line. Morning, Kyle. Morning, Ian. What have you got for us, boss? Well, I was just, uh, I was listening before to
24: the man who sounded like Andy Hamilton.
3: Andy Hamilton. That was who he was. Yeah, the fella from uh, uh, the news quiz. And he was called Andrew as well. He did sound a lot like him, didn't he? He did,
24: he did sound like the, the donkey block. Um yeah. But, yeah, no, I was just listening to it, and I, you know, when people sort of complain about the TV yeah. licence, and you just sort of, yeah, when you look at the alternatives, I've got friends who have Sky, and they pay, I don't know, 30 quid, and then they pay extra for HD and extra yeah. for recording. Yeah. And when you total it up, I think it's about 60, well, my old boss pays about 60, 70 quid a month for everything, and it's just like, really, for everything you get on the BBC you get quite
3: a bargain, really, I, I think. I, listen, and again, people will think I'm saying this because I'm, I'm towing the corporate and, and kowtowing to the suits. I'm not at all. I've always said this. I think the BBC licence fee is cracking value for money uh, because you do get, you get all the TV channels, you get all of the radio, you get lo- worlds, loads of stuff. And uh, bizarrely, I think a little bit goes to Channel Four. I don't quite know why. Anyway, mm-hmm. so you get all of that stuff for it. I guess the problem that that that, that people have, and I can kind of understand this, is it's compo- its a tax, isn't it? Really, you you, you don't have the option uh, like you do with Skype, to opt out. You kind of have to pay it.
24: But it just seems—it just seems like you're paying a vast. Because I, I, you know, i not had Sky for years. I use FreeSat and stuff. It just amazes me when people talk about ITV. And they sort of say, oh, "Well, high TV's free." And You think, "Well, that's not because you pay." It's made up in the advertising yeah. fees. So, I don't quite get what the argument is. Plus, all right, like, you so they're all the radio stuff. So.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm It's interesting you said you got rid of uh, your satellite TV. I'm I'm kind of tempted to get rid of my satellite TV because I don't really, I don't the, the channels I wa- I don't really watch much TV. The ch- channels I tend to watch are Film Four and CBeebies, and that's pretty much it at the moment. Yeah, no, I, um, like I
24: said, I, I got rid of mine years ago. And th- and then I also have people, I know people, who sort of say, you know, oh, I've got a Sky, and you go, oh, what do you watch in it? And you say, well, just the main ones. And you sort of, well, why don't you watch, like, preview then? Yeah, we'll watch BBC, I, TV, Channel 4. It's weird.
3: It we- is, Carl, listen, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm toying with the idea of saving myself £21.99 a month and getting rid of the satellite television package, what I am embroiled in. You still get CBBS on on, on, Sat- on uh, freeview, don't you? You still get that. Yeah. Do you get Film Four? I'm not sure. I can dig out my old VHS and hook it up and tape stuff. Sorted.
10: Try it. There must be someone out there who's already done it.
3: Mm, blimey. Oh wait, double five, five double five.
8: Travel news for beds, hards and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties
2: Radio. The A1, the Great North Road, building up on the sensors at the Black Hat roundabout at the moment. In Hitchens, looking very heavy on Hexton Road, between Hitchin Road and Upper Tilehouse Street. And the A1M, that's starting to look heavy, heading southbound, just to Junction 8 for Stevenage. And the M25, heading anti-clockwise, quite busy at the moment between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20, Kings Langley. In Beaconsfield, it's queuing at the moment on the A355, between London Road and Junction 2 for the M40. There was an oil spillage there earlier on some recovery works now taking place on the trains everything's running well and nicola richards bbc three counties radio thank
3: you nicola 7.47, 7.47, it's Thursday the 14th of August, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The US says they are unlikely to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped in northern Iraq. Protesters against Luton Airport's expansion say an aviation director should not have been allowed to vote on the plans. And failing GP practices could be closed if they don't improve under a new inspection programme. Let's get the weather, here's Georgina. <laughs> Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC
8: Three Counties Radio.
17: Hello there, quite a fine start to the day with just a risk of one or two showers. Lots of dry weather and sunny spells around today, but showers becoming more widespread this afternoon and quite heavy with some hail and thunder. Now, with temperatures are looking like they'll reach about 20 degrees Celsius and there's a bit of a southwesterly breeze. Tonight, the showers do calm down. We'll probably have one or two still around. Uh, Clear spells, though, mainly for the night and temperatures down to 10 degrees Celsius. So feeling quite fresh tonight and a cool start tomorrow, but uh, still quite bright and dry Mm -hmm. first thing until we get to the afternoon when we start to see some more showers. Again, they could be a little on the heavy side and they continue into the evening with temperatures reaching 20 degrees Celsius. Saturday, we've got a fine and largely dry day Sunday um, a decent start but it becomes quite showery in the afternoon but it's altogether quite a windy day on Sunday that's your latest forecast
3: thank you very much
4: Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks.
14: On Friday as part of our big tour, I'll be live from the Hertfordshire village of Flamstead.
3: 2002, we held the first one. We had 76 scarecrows on display.
14: (laughs) It's the annual Scarecrow Festival, and I'll be attempting to make my own scarecrow for the competition.
5: Well, you get a couple of
2: black bin liners and stuff them with straw and then fill, you know, have one attached to the top inside.
14: Plus, I find out the link between Space Comets and the Straw People, have a look at the local history, and speak to those who make the event happen every year.
7: What a great way to get people into a local village. Nick Coffer.
14: Live from Flamstead, Friday from
3: midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Email.
4: 3cr at bbc.co. No, I
3: don't like that one.
8: Call 08459 455
3: 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. What? Oh, don't say that in my ear just before about to go on it and then mime it... (laughs) You can't do that. It's a helpful hint. Thank you very much indeed. One of my favourite guests over the last few months was uh, David Bikini. He's the Luton man who's so fed up of having to negotiate his way around parked car- uh, cars that are parked on pavements, he started his own campaign. Now, David, remind me, you're in a wheelchair, aren't you? Yeah, well, yes, a mobility scooter. A mobility scooter, excuse me. Uh, and so d- just remind us, wh- what does Dad Pop stand for? Uh, disabled Against the Drivers
25: Parking on Pavement.
3: I love it, I love it. And where did you get the idea for Dad Pop?
25: Uh, <laughs> um, it, it just came into my head one Saturday morning before,
3: uh, or oh, sometime in March. And this is brilliant, all right? because as someone who has to push his mum around in a wheelchair from time to time, uh, one of the most annoying and inconsiderate things is when cars have parked on the pavement, that's fine, but yeah. they've not left enough room for wheelchairs to get past yeah it's awful
25: yeah and And it's not only that they leave their wing mirrors out so that once you get past there you're able to crack your arm or your body on a a wing mirror that's stuck out
3: and so just remind and I, i i genuinely think this is i think a you're a great sport and b this is a cracking campaign so what remind us exactly how you've been policing this what you've been doing
25: well, what I do is I'm um, out on the road. I have a camera that is fitted to my mobility scooter, which is on a, a video link, and I video everything that I do during the day. And then what I'm do- hoping to do is to transfer it back onto my onto our page, so that people can see just how people, our other drivers, leave their cars and, and inconvenience people.
3: And, uh, have you had much success? Have you had you know people kind of saying, "Do you know what? I'm really sorry, David. I'm glad you you've pointed this out to me."
25: Yeah, very much so. Very much. Once people realise that they are causing that kind of an inconvenience, there are many people who d- who do apologise. There are many people who don't, who just turn around and say, up yours.
3: Yeah, well, yeah you've had a bit of abuse, haven't you? Uh, quite a bit over oh. the years. Why, over would, the week, why yeah. would anyone... I don't understand why anyone would do that. Are you, well, hang on a second, let me investigate further. Are you quite rude in your approach? Um, I'm not rude, but I'm quite sharp. I'm just. I've just gone onto the uh, Dad Pop Face page now, and if yeah. who was that in the background? Um, was that a little cat? Yes. Who's who's that? That's Solo. Solo. All right. So we'll tell Solo yeah. to keep the noise down, David. We're trying to do an important. We're <laughs> an interview here, mate. If we can't have cats going off in the background. Uh, it's Facebook.com. I think I've got this right. Forward slash Dad Pop Luton. You got it. You got 121 likes. Yes. Um, and you've you've got some pictures up on here. I mean, I've just clicked on one here. There's uh, there's a Renault. A Vauxhall Corsa. Yeah. And you Just think, what on earth are they thinking? And I mean, what when you, when there's a car like this that is parked completely on the pavement? What, what yeah. do what do you do? How how do you you as someone in a mobility scooter cope? Do you have to go back and go on the road? Uh, well, not what I.
25: Well, no, what I do now, I've got got to the stage now where I'm I'm looking in advance to see these inconvenience cars, and then when I get to a, a drop down curb, I have to go back on the road and go round the car on the road, which is. It, not only inconveniences me, but it puts other car drivers at danger as well, because yeah. they've got another obstacle to avoid.
3: A couple of um, white vans as well doing... Uh... Oh, yeah, very much so, yes. Yeah.
25: yes. The, the, the white man van's got an awful lot to answer for in this country.
3: It really, <laughs> people might think, oh, for goodness sakes, get a life. But this, do, this really does impact on a, on, a, on a significant number of people, doesn't it?
25: Yes, it does. It, it, it doesn't just really it's the disabled that have got mobility scooters, but the blind people, there are people that walk around with uh, walkers that are not able, not so stable on their feet. Mothers with children when they're going out shopping and yeah, they've the got buggies. a young, you know, a, a child in a buggy and a young child walking. And, and you know, when these people have to go past cars that are parked on the road, I've seen many times people have to go on the road in order to avoid, um, you know, squeezing through a car, a, a space that's hardly big enough to get through. And it's it's really it's really rude for the driver to just to think that well you know it's our car we can park where we like which is the way a lot of people a lot of people do think like that. Now,
3: last time we spoke, David, and I've just tweeted a little link to your page, so hopefully you'll get you'll get a few, you've got 121 likes at the moment. Hopefully you'll get a couple more. Uh, last you. time we spoke, you were going to take this national. Uh, yes what I'm happens? still trying well uh, because of my
25: unfortunate inability to operate the computer the way I would like to oh. um being at my age I'm not able to do things I want to do and I I I just bad, desperately need assistance system. what I'm looking for is somebody who's got a computer who's got a sharing program on their computer a sharing program yes I've got a program on my computer called team team view right and what if does i that do? Got it. TeamView is, an organ- is a, a program where if you've got it loaded onto your computer, oh. um, a phone call to me to say, right, I've got TeamView up, and I've got TeamView up, that makes two people. One of them's got a code word on their computer, they pass that code word to oh. the second party, that is transferred into their computer, and then suddenly the two computers are talking to each other, oh, okay. and, the, and the one person can operate both computers.
3: Oh, I see. Oh, well, yeah, be careful. So someone could remotely control your computer. Be careful who you, yeah. you, you give that information out to, David. That, you know, don't... <laughs> if you get much. some dodgepot phoning up and yeah. saying, oh, I can do it, just, just, just be careful. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, it's a cracking <laughs> campaign, David. Uh, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash dadpopluton. Go yep. and have a look at the pictures and, and uh, go and join in the conversation there. And we wish you the very best of luck. Thank you very much indeed for your publicity. I'm very grateful David, we'll speak Thank to you again, in, was no doubt, in a few months, or if something happens. Thank you, Thank you very much. As soon as anything happens that's important, I shall let you know. Don't worry. God bless you, David. Thank you very much. There we go. It's he's great. good, isn't He's he? good, isn't he? I'll tell you why he's good. Because when we... I, but let's be honest. When we first heard the story, we thought, oh, my gosh, there's a fruitcake.
10: Well, because it sounded like he was a one-man yeah. or road policeman, self-appointed, but... But, but
3: he's, he's noticed a problem... That is a big problem, and he's trying to do something about it. Do you
10: remember last time we talked to him? We got loads of phone calls from people who said, I wish we had something like that around here.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's good. good. I know uh, Justin will uh, be sad to have missed him, because Justin's a big fan of Dad Pop. Yeah, absolutely. Facebook.com forward slash Dad Pop Luton. He's got 121 likes at the moment. Let's let's see if we can get get him up to 150, can we? Goodness sakes, the guy's doing a cracking job. Uh, Right you got some Texas. Oh, do you want to read them? Yeah. Let's hear them in your lovely. Oh, it's got up to 125 likes. He's got four new likes Excellent. in the space of that.
10: Stuart from Trings. This is about the ca- the mystery of the cave on the back of the buses. Oh, yes. Okay, so this is what's happening. It's
3: not the treacle mines.
10: That sounds like something from Willy Wonka. Do you mine treacle? I thought you meant. Ma- yeah. No, you don't.
3: Well, you used to. You don't now. They manufacture it now, but you used Isn't to have to like mine treacle. it's not a sugar product. Yeah, but you used to. It's like you mine salt. You used to. You used to. I mean, this is like you used to. It comes
10: in- up treacle. You don't have to m- make like, it into treacle.
3: Yeah. Really? But they make it now in factories. I think the mines ran dry.
10: That sounds like a marshmallow mine. What are you talking about? Is that? Sm- I don't believe you. Well it's, true.
3: <laughs> well, it's true. Google it. You used to. I mean, this is like years and years ago, and now they you make it in factories. A
10: treacle mine.
3: Yeah, yeah,
10: yeah. It's my mind.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you why, because you're a plum and it's the sort of nonsense that granddads say to their grandkids to make up stories. cause it's not real. You've got four A... Hey, Kelly, 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 Kelly. Right. How yeah. many A-levels have you got? Uh none. I've got rubbish ones. She's got four A-levels. I just managed to convince her that you mind treacle.
10: Well, <laughs> I questioned you. No, you did a but... face that you do when you're being sincere. It's yeah. not my fault that you're a very, very good liar. It's
3: not my fault that you thought they were treacle minds. It's a sugar product. I, I was questioning it. You weren't questioning it. You were doing that. oh, OK, yeah, yeah. Put that in the podcast and mm. this bit.
10: Yeah. Is the bit's... one example No, no of the time no. when he's pulled one Dear over Dear listener, on me, I've done what? Pulled one over on me.
3: <laughs> Dear listener... To the podcast, you've you've just heard that and you can go back and listen to it again I mean, Do you think and I was again. owned
10: there or do you think I was just moderately who, swayed? Who uh, you, Even the moderate swaying is,
3: is, is a pony. You believed that at some point in history, <laughs> I didn't. M- Treacle was mined. I
10: didn't believe it, you're but then you started it. making me think you might have a
3: mine. You're confusing. No, because when he was talking about it on the, on the phone, you're going, what, Treacle mines? Really? <laughs> you're confusing it with the Jambutty mines.
10: Oh, yeah, I've seen them. I used to work down one. Oh,
9: you're being mean because Kath trusted you with information.
3: Ian.Lee at bbc.co.uk, dear podcast listeners. She was well and truly pwned there, wasn't she? But by the way, we're still great friends and it's all just a little bit of theatrical bands.
10: Anyway, about this mystery cave. Yes. Stuart from Tring says, is this cave actually the Hemel sinkhole? Oh, a
3: little bit of satire. No, it's
10: not. That's been filled in. 3CR, I haven't seen the pictures, but these there are man-made caves at the XC Centre at Jarman Park. This is the one that was mentioned okay, earlier man by Man-made
3: caves. I can't think of anything worse. Could
10: it be those? But, listen. Here we go. This is the only cave I like. Ooh. It's good for people like Catherine, as they have escape hatches, in case you don't like it. Andy, from where? Escape hatches in
3: a man-made cave? Oh, dearie me.
8: Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties
2: Radio. Rather slow moving at the moment on the A1, the Great North Road, heading southbound at the Black Cat Roundabouts where those roadworks are continuing. The A1M's rather slow moving just around Junction 7 for the A602. And the M25 heading anti clockwise, very slow at the moment between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16, at the M40. In Beaconsfield, at the moment, it's queuing on the A355 between London Road. and Junction 2 for the M40. Um, There was an oil spillage a little earlier on and now some recovery work is taking place. On the trains, everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you, Nicola. Gosh, what a lot to talk about. The TV licence, do you think it's fair to pay it? My favourite this morning, though, is is how far have you got despite having no or bad A-levels?
0: It's 8 o'clock, I'm Nicola Hazler. The headlines, the US says they're unlikely to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped in northern Iraq. Protesters against Luton Airport's expansion say an aviation director should not have been allowed to vote on the plans. And A-level students finding out their results today will benefit from an extra... 30,000 places this year BBC Three Counties Radio The United States says it's unlikely to launch a mission to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped by Islamist fighters on Mount Sinjar in northern Iraq, following a visit there by a special forces reconnaissance team The Pentagon says they found fewer people than expected and those remaining were also in a better condition than feared, as Jim Muir reports from northern Iraq
18: 24 hours ago the, the belief was that there were tens of thousands trapped They're in very dark conditions. Well, uh, the mission on the ground seems to have established, uh, at least to their own satisfaction, um, that it's down to a few thousand trapped Yazidis and that their conditions are not as drastic as had been feared. They are having access to uh, the airdrops of water and food that are happening. Both the the Americans, Brits and uh, now the Australians and others are, are joining in with that effort.
0: Protesters against the expansion of Luton Airport are angry that a councillor who's a director of an aviation firm was allowed to vote when the plans were approved. The group Hertfordshire Against Luton Expansion put in a formal complaint that councillor Tahir Malik didn't declare an interest, but that's been rejected after an investigation. Andrew Lambourne is from the campaign group.
18: The vice chairman of the planning committee is uh, actually a director of a company based in Luton which makes money out of the aviation sector, not necessarily out of Luton Airport, but out of the aviation sector. And here you've got a vote on an issue which is very much to do with the aviation sector. Mm. And, you know, somebody who is a director of such a company, I think at the very least, should have said at the beginning of the meeting, Chairman, you know, I do direct a company that buys airport tickets that actually uh, ships freight by air. Is it proper for me to remain in this meeting or should I withdraw? But that wasn't done.
0: Pupils in England, Wales and Northern Ireland finding out their A-level results this morning will benefit from a record half a million university places available this year. It's thought some students could get into the university of their choice even if they miss their required grades. Today's results will also show whether the proportion of top grades is continuing to decline after two successive years with fewer A-star and A-grades. The former Chelsea and England striker Kerry Dixon will appear before magistrates in Luton today charged with possession of a Class A drug. The 53-year-old from Dunstable, who also also played for Luton Town and Watford, has been charged alongside Kim White, who lives at the same address in Jardine Way. Failing GP practices in England could be closed if they don't improve under a new inspection programme. The Care Quality Commission will be able to put the worst surgeries into special measures, which could include new doctors being sent in or patients being transferred to other practices. And the biggest study of its kind has concluded that being overweight increases the risks of developing the most common cancers. Researchers found a link between being overweight or obese and 12,000 cases of cancer a year decorum borough council has spent six thousand pounds to advertise on buses for the summer weeks some which travel through central london the campaign which reads discover what there is to enjoy on your doorstep aims to promote tourism for the hertfordshire borough of decorum and there'll be more on that story in the program the weather mostly dry with sunny intervals to start the day with showers developing and becoming heavier by this afternoon your next bulletin is in half an hour
4: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Oh, it's lovely. It's a really friendly um, community. All this week, we're featuring Flamstead and Marky 8. People that are living in Marquette have been for generations. Friendly, because everyone kind of knows each other, because it's really small. It's all about where you live. I think it's a typical English country village. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Suddenly, it's four minutes past eight. Right, lots on the show this morning. We'll be talking about Luton Airport, noise, expansion and whether one councillor should have been allowed to vote. Decorum Borough Council has spent six grand on adverts to go on the back of buses advertising decorum. But, but, but... Why are those adverts on buses that go through Regent Street in London? Your favourite noise, what is it, please? And also, well, it's a busy show today, TV licensing. I, I love this one, though. People are getting their A-level results today. Some of them may not do as well as they thought. What have you achieved in your life, despite failing or not even sitting your A-levels? We've had uh, people, well, a woman who I think was a spy. She certainly threatened to kill me. Bloke has got an honorary doctorate and an MBE. Loads of people have done very well without their A-levels. Apart from Catherine, who's got loads of A-levels.
10: And, and did do any do very well. They're right? all in the
3: air. 08459 oh, four double five five double five
4: Across Beds, Hearts and Bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Now, our big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks rolled into Flamstead and Marquette this week, where people have been telling us they're keeping a close eye on the planned expansion of Luton Airport passenger capacity will uh, go up from 12 million to 18 million passengers which is great if you want to get away from it all not so great if you're living in the flight path well joining me now from our radio car at the airport is the operations director neil thompson morning neil good morning good morning uh, it's been a bumper summer for the
26: airport hasn't it it's been our busiest summer ever we've been um, had record passenger numbers all summer
3: uh, does it make your heart sink when you hear people knocking the airport?
26: No, we work really closely with communities, and the first thing I want to say is, as the operations director and local resident, it's my responsibility to ensure that we strike a balance, one in which the airport continues to drive economic growth, inward investment and jobs for the region, but also practically and voluntarily put measures in place that mitigate the impact of our operations on communities. How much control do you have, Neil, over the airlines who fly out of your airport? We work really closely with airlines to, to mitigate any effects of, of noise that they may generate. But how much control do you have over them, or do they call the shots? No, we. the airspace around the airport is our responsibility. Up to a certain distance, then it gets handed over to the London Terminal Control Centre.
3: We, we spoke to Andrew Lamborn, who I'm sure you're aware of, from Hertfordshire against Luton expansion. One of the things he was particularly upset with was, was one particular airline uh, flying lower... Uh, during takeoff to save fuel, therefore creating a lot more noise. No, the, the,
26: the flight routes are all fixed, so some aircrafts perform those flight routes slightly better than others, but that they can't take shortcuts, fly lower to save fuel at all. Because oh, it's he, not he said that
3: he'd spoke to someone at Luton Airport, and, and, and that was the explanation he was given. That I think it was Wiz, Are they an airline? Wiz are one of our, our major the, the, airlines. They have changed. The, they changed their, their flight trajectory. You can tell them slightly at the edge of my knowledge here. And we're, we're, we're kind of got, flying lower from takeoff to save fuel. You're saying that's not the case?
26: No, the, the, the flight routes are fixed. The, the Wiz profiles are the same as everybody else at the airport. And they've always been the same. They've not changed. No, they, they, Whiz went through a, a change process a number of years ago, but that's to bring them in line with, with other aircraft that are designed for modern flight routes that, that do reduce impact, do uh, reduce emissions around the surrounding communities.
3: Uh, Campaigners are concerned that the increase of flights uh, is is disproportionately in the early morning and late evening. They say that numbers will double between 5 and 7am and between 10 p.m. and midnight. Night flights are a real problem, aren't they, for local residents?
26: We, we work really closely with communities on, on all of our noise emissions, but particularly the night issues. We've got a range of night controls in place now, but with our planning permission, we're going to further increase those night, night noise controls. other major airport in the country will have the noise restrictions in place that we do have over the, the full 24-hour period, including the night period. Can you not just ban night flights? No, n- night flights form an important part of the, the airport operation. What we are trying to do is minimise the impact of those operations. Neither the major London airport closes during night and Luton is a major part of the London system.
3: But what can you actually do to stop
26: the no- to, to reduce the noise? So what we, we've proposed is and we've got a 55 point noise action plan in place which minimises the effect of, of noise operations. With our recent planning conditions we'll further tighten those night noise measures. So we we have one of the lowest night noise limits in the country at the moment. We're going to further lower that from the beginning of next year. We're going to put noise quota systems in place. We're going to improve track keeping. So there's a, a range of measures that we're putting in place. You've been trialling new navigation technology where have you got to in that and what's it meant to do? So this technology is is based on GPS, the same GPS that people use to navigate in their cars what what this enables us to do is have greater flexibility with flight route design we can tighten um, the sways around communities so we can avoid built up areas wherever possible. Aircraft fly these flight routes much tighter than they do with conventional navigation. So what we're trying we've been doing this year is we've run a consultation that, that tightens the flight route between Mark Eaton and Flamstead, we've had over 1,400 responses to that consultation, 90% of which were in favour. So we're now analysing those responses. We, we have to submit those to the Civil Aviation Authority and we're trying to get those changes in place either at the end of this year or early
3: next year. Uh, and Neil, for those who are, are critical of the airport expansion, explain to, why it's so important for the airport and, and for Luton itself. So this um, the airport is, is
26: a significant economic driver for the region. This will create over 5,500 new jobs to the area there's a number of businesses, local businesses that will benefit from the development so it's, it's really important, not just for the airport but for the surrounding communities as well
3: must be frustrating for you when you do get groups saying, you know, kind, kind of stamping their feet a bit
26: We, we work really close to the groups so I think the community liaison is really important for us so we have a, a consulted committee that, that mo- the majority of these groups are represented on so we, we, we work really closely with them the R&F proposals have been developed in conjunction with these groups, so it's really important to get the community feedback, and we're more than happy to work with them.
3: Neil, have you got like a golden ticket where you can just go up to any airline queue and say, "I'm Neil Thompson, I, I want a free flight"? Does it work uh, like that?
26: Unfortunately, not. I, they usually put me to the
3: back of the queue. Oh man, alive! <laughs> that sucks, Neil. Listen, I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Ian. Take Thank care. you very much indeed. As operations director Neil Thompson, you would think one of the perks of of having that kind of gig is you, you'd get a golden ticket. The golden tickets exist for aeroplanes, don't they? It's like um <clears throat> uh, certain I used to have a long time ago, don't have it now. I used to have a VIP package for uh, a satellite uh, television company and what it meant was I got all the channels for free. I got two boxes for free. And they have that at airports, don't they? Surely there must be... The the head of um, British Airways must have a golden ticket that he just waves as he walks past and and, uh, climbs on an aeroplane. Otherwise, what's the point of having the job?
4: Call 08459 455 555.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Bob in High Wycombe says there used to be a treacle mine museum in Sabden in Lancashire. It was an offshoot of the children's TV programme. Sadly, it closed down some years ago because people stopped believing. Don't stop believing. Uh, we had. Where was the? T- I, I lost the text about the A levels. Where's that one gone?
10: The, the there was an email and a text. Oh. Let me, I'll will furnish you with both. What
3: have How you achieved that? in your life? Let's speak to Rebecca while you find those. Well, Rebecca, here it is.
10: are you got it? Yeah, I left school with no qualifications, really despised school. I'm yeah. now a senior lecturer at university on my way to work for clearing, and I worked my way up through
3: it's it. It's mad, isn't it? Because I don't think they make that clear enough at school. They're so... I hated A-levels. They were just... I'm not, I'm not good at exams. I'm good at, at talking and uh, bullshining my way through things uh, and kind of doing stuff on the spot, but, but sitting and learning and, and doing an exam, I just can't do it. Can't do it. But they put so much pressure on on you at school to do... They,
10: th- well, they have to, don't they, now? Especially now, yeah. because they've got targets to reach. I, but do you remember the careers advisers? Yeah. What was that for?
3: Go and work in a prison. Everyone got that. Everyone got told to go and work in a prison. Oh, I didn't get that one. What did you get?
10: Travel agent.
3: We had a computer printout. Oh, I told them I wanted to be an actor. <laughs> yeah, but what do you really want to do? all right, thanks very much indeed, guys. Uh, but it was... Uh, it, the, the whole thing of exams, they don't... My school certainly didn't say, by the way... There are other options. There are other ways around this. This isn't the be-all and end-all. They didn't say that to me, and I wish they did.
10: I think they really need to say that now, especially because higher education isn't necessarily something everyone can afford anymore. And there are other brilliant routes into a career that you would really enjoy.
3: Rebecca's in Bedford. Good morning, Rebecca.
10: Good morning,
27: Ian. Did you
3: do A-levels?
27: I did myself, yes. What happened? Um, Well, um, actually, the reason I'm I'm calling this morning is because I work for um, the Chartered Institute Institute of Legal executive.
21: Oh, okay. And
27: we actually offer an alternative route into law, so somebody can actually become a lawyer without doing A-levels, no. without going to university. And it's a vocational pathway. Hang
3: on a second, surely you have to be like a brain box to be a lawyer.
27: Well, you do obviously have to have, a, you know, a commitment to to studying and, and learning, but you don't have to have those, you know, coveted A-levels, or the degree, or a law degree. Okay,
3: so how does your, what is it, a course? Well, you can't, It's not an apprenticeship, you, you, you can't... There there
27: are apprenticeships, yes, wow. so there are legal services apprenticeships and we've got sort of over a hundred and... 40 legal services apprentices working in law firms and in-house departments across England and Wales already. Um, and, but there are other routes as well. So even if you're sort of perhaps a mature student and you've always wanted to work in law, you can study our vocational courses um, with Silex. To
3: how, long, how long does it take, Rebecca, if I, if I were to quit this nonsense immediately and, <laughs> come, and come down to Bedford and uh, j- how long would it take before I'm, I'm in court defending someone accused of a heinous crime?
27: <laughs> well, you might not necessarily work in law uh, work in a course as a lawyer oh. um but um, it can take um it can take sort of maybe four to five years okay okay um but that's from scratch so if if you don't have any previous legal qualifications then then um you do obviously have to go through the same rigorous learning process yeah. that you that somebody would do if they went to university um but the the way that um the chartered Institute of legal executives works is that you can actually study um very flexibly. So you can actually go to a college or you can um, study by distance learning online, however it suits you. So you can fit your learning around um, family commitments, a full-time job, and you can take your exams one at a time, or you can take them all in one go, however it suits you.
3: If people want to find out more, Rebecca, where do they go?
27: So um, we're actually holding a Twitter chat today oh, um, between oh. 12 and 2 um, lunchtime. Follow the hashtag legal careers and um, Silex Lawyers is uh, the uh, Twitter username that we'll be using this afternoon. Um, so you can find out more by following hashtag legal careers on Twitter or you can go to our website which is Silex Careers. That's Silex with a C. Um, Silexcareers.org.uk.
3: Rebecca, listen, thank you very much. Best of luck with that. I might become a lawyer, Kath. Oh my goodness. Your honor! I put it to you that she is guilty! I'd have Thanks an for defend me,
10: Ian. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh Blimey, I misunderstood.
8: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: The A1, the Great North Road, looking very slow at the moment on the sensors, heading southbound, just around the Black Cat roundabout. The A1M's looking quite slow as well, just around Junction 7 for the A602. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, there's two lanes blocked at the moment, from before Junction 16, the M40, to Junction 18 at Chorleywood, uh, due to an accident that's happened there. In Beaconsfield, on the A355, heading southbound, it is queuing at the moment between London Road and Junction 2 for the M40. Um, that's following an oil spillage earlier and now some clearance work is taking place. On the trains, everything's looking good. No problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola.
3: 8.17 or thereabouts, it's Thursday the 14th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The US says they are unlikely to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped in northern Iraq. Protesters against Luton Airport's expansion say an aviation director should not have been allowed to vote on the plans. And a record number of university places are on offer to pupils finding out their A-level results this morning.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three. Spend
6: your afternoons talking about beds, hearts and bucks. It's
4: an amazing venue. If you haven't been
13: to Amstel Park, get along. It's absolutely beautiful.
3: Discussing the biggest stories.
4: In
0: terms of
7: our people, we've invested five million pounds to recruit new nurses.
3: In the company of friends. Howard Berry and Brown, Amanda Devlin. Amanda, what have you been watching this week?
7: I went to see Happy Days.
3: And debating the week's hottest topics. The biggest problem is is actually lack of money, lack of opportunities, poor availability of training. The use of CCTV spy to catch People Park illegally is to be
4: banned Roberto Peroni weekdays from three BBC three counties radio
3: I just don't know and neither do <clears> I <throat> I just don't know
28: look at you in a nice jumper today although you have a stain on it are you aware of this yes yeah,
3: you know what that stain is what is that stain that's Ryland Clark's makeup. Is really? It, see, yeah, Gosh. I'm never going to clean it. So show business. I'm never going to clean it. Gosh. I'm going to sell it on eBay.
28: Oh, that's nice. Make why, a fortune. Why was his makeup on your on your arm? I don't wish to discuss that. Okay. That's fine. That's I understand. That's between me and him. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, it's rather nice. You look quite distinguished in grey, don't you? I'm going to get my hair cut short today and grow a beard. Okay. Why? It's fancy a change. Oh. Fancy a facial change. Well, you're going increasingly grey. Yeah, yeah. And you see, I think grey hair
3: on men is very, very refined. Oh, I love it! I, w- I want to go white. I'm, I'm waiting for it to go white. Oh, really? now. Yeah, completely. But with the grey jumper you see, it, yeah. it teams with the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. I, when I when I, when I'm about fifty, I'm forty-one now. When I'm about fifty-three, I am going to be hot. You reckon? I am going to be hot. You are definitely one of those people that's got better with age. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I look at pictures yeah. of me ten years ago, horrible.
28: Yeah, horrible. I've seen some. I've seen some pictures of you oh. that are. Very young, yeah, yeah. and uh, you're definitely better now. Whereas you're the opposite. I am. I was. There was uh, there was a time when I was in my twenties. I was hot as Paul Pot.
3: <laughs> Is that a saying?
28: I, it's, it's a <laughs> saying. I don't know quite what it means. I, I dare to think what it means. <laughs> ha, what A levels <laughs> have you got? Uh, oh my God! Have you got any? Yes, yeah, so I did uh, English literature. Yeah, I did. Theatre Studies yeah. and Environmental Science. Well wow, you did made-up ones. <laughs> yeah, I what did. What grades did you get? Oh. BCC. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, I did better in my GCSEs, yeah. my A-levels. I, I have no idea why I did... Envir- well, I'll tell you why I did Environmental Science. You thought it would be a DOS. Well, I was quite good at geography. Right, right. And so I thought it was the closest thing to geography. No. It was so boring. Yeah. God, it was all about rocks. I mean, who
3: cares? You know about rocks, do you? Could be useful. Coastal erosion. Oh. I mean, who cares? Why would any... Why would a... The, how would you do that A-level? 16, 17? Yes. Yeah, why, why would a 17-year-old what, need to learn about coastal... Why would anyone need you to learn about that? You probably
28: do if you're going to be, you know, an expert in coastal erosion in your so. life. That would be useful.
3: You know, I, I genuinely... I couldn't give a tupney. mm Well, now that we know, just in case there is a a coastal erosion emergency in Bed, Tarts, and Bucks, I'm fully qualified. We know where to go to, and if maybe we might get some calls on that in the consumer (laughs) hour. I don't know. But what's on your show at nine o'clock? Coming up on the big phone
28: in this morning, well, it's on this very subject. I'm going to be asking, would you advise today's 18-year-olds to go to university or get a job? Oh. Uh, students across the three counties, they'll get their A-level results today. And there's good news. We now have a record number of places available for new students at Britain's universities. An extra 30,000 places are up for grabs on courses starting this autumn. And university heads are predicting some students could still get places, even if if they miss their required grades the question is what's the most sensible course of action now for young people leaving school and starting their adult life nine grand a year in tuition fees yeah
3: i don't think i would go to university now i don't i wouldn't i would question it very seriously i am old enough that i got a, a full grant to go to university. Really? They paid me to go to university. Every term I'd go up to this little office and I'd get a cheque about four, five hundred pounds. Thank you very much indeed. I was too middle class. See, middle class people
28: never get anything for free. Middle class people always have to pay the most. Oh, you do? If you're creative when you're filling in the application form. Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go now. No. Nine grand a year. Oh, it does sound crazy, doesn't it? I'd find a different way, mm. personally. But. I wonder whether, if you don't go to university, are you then held back in terms of your your opportunities? Mm-hmm. You know, if one career that you try... Doesn't work out, and you think when you get to your 30s or your 40s, I want to have a career change, or if perhaps you're made redundant or something like that later in life and you think, I'm going to go for something different, do you then find it difficult if you haven't been to university and if you haven't got that degree on paper?
3: Here's something all of you uh, guys and gals who are going out there uh, hoping to go and study uh, a degree in media or broadcasting or media studies, so you get a job like this. Don't do it. Save your money. Save your money, save your time. Don't do it. You'll be looked at less favourably, I would suggest. I remember when I was, uh, when I was going to university,
28: I phoned somebody very prominent in broadcasting mm. and uh, he works for a national still works for a national station in this mm. country and I said to him, "What should I study at university?" He said, "Anything apart from media studies yep. I said "Oh why is that?" He said, "Because I can tell you something now. All the job applicants we get with media studies they go on one pile mm. everybody with a more interesting degree they go on another pile." why would we employ someone who spent three years learning what they'll learn in three weeks on the job? That's
3: an excellent way of putting it. Sorry, I'm sorry! Yeah, sorry. Sorry, but it's, it's kind of true. Uh, JVS, thank you very much.
4: Call 08459 455 555.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Delve a bit deeper. Discover what there is to enjoy on the doorstep. Decorum. That was an advert I saw on the back of a bus this week. Nice advert! It was in Regent Street in London! Decorum Borough Council have launched a campaign to get more visitors to have a delightful day out in Hertfordshire. Good idea! But will it really entice people away from the heart of one of the most popular tourist destinations in the world? And was it really worth spending six grand on? James Doe is the Assistant Director for Planning, Development and Regeneration at Decorum Borough Council. James, why is this advert on the back of a bus in Regent Street?
14: Well, morning, Ian. They're not just on the backs of buses in Regent Street. We've um, selected our coverage quite carefully to cover an area which gives uh, people an opportunity to come to the area of decorum within a reasonable drive time. Now, that does extend into parts of London, but it also covers a lot of Hertfordshire. We've got um, buses going out of three depots. Um, The Samuel Hempstead that starting uh, next week. But uh, since the start of the month, they've been running from the Wat- Watford and the Edgware depots to cover that part of North London and uh, a lot of Hertfordshire as well. Well, that's great. But, but why is it on the back of a bus in Regent Street? Well, I think some of those routes probably extend that far. Um, we do think that decorum has an awful lot to offer. It provides great opportunities for, for a day out. Oh, it does. Listen, for I'm not for people knocking, who James, want to come and... not knocking decorum at, at all. Area. I
3: think it's a great idea to get more people in, in, into the area. It just seems very odd that the that, that money will be spent on a bus that's going through central London. It starts at uh, um, Clitterfield Park. It goes through Golders Green, uh, Fortune Green Road, Swiss Cottage, Oxford Street... Regent Street, uh, and then it goes past, it stops near Covent Garden. Pete, those are the biggest tourist attractions in the world. That's not going to get people to come to the Corum, is it?
14: Well there's a lot of people who live in London obviously a, London has a population of excess of 10 million what we're trying to do is to reach out to the, not just to our local population but to those a, a bit further afield. One of the great advantages we've got in Decorum are fantastic transport links. Now you can get to Hemel Hempstead on the train from Euston in uh, around about half an hour um, there are bus routes, we're just up the, the M1, we're just off the M25 um, the circulation is quite wide and we're really trying to attract uh, people into the area I think uh, Decorum is, is one of the nation's best kept secrets and when people come and see what we've got to offer. We hope that people will want to come and stay and um, uh, enjoy the facilities that are here.
3: What the advert doesn't do, and I really want to make it clear, I'm not knocking the area at all. The area is cracking. There are some fantastic things Mm. there. I'm just just scratching my head at the six grand this has cost. Uh, What the advert doesn't do is it doesn't really make it clear what decorum is. The only reason it clicked with me when I was stuck behind it outside Hamley's Uh, is because I do this show. There there, there are people in in the Mm -hmm. area that don't know what or where Decorum is. Could the money not have been spent better in, in advertising on a slightly smaller scale?
14: Well, we're doing other things to promote the area, like we're putting information into into local hotels and other local facilities. So the message is getting out elsewhere. But the key thing about the advert, Ian, is it takes people to the website. Now, more and more people are using smartphones, tablets, their laptops, and so on to to access the information. It, it takes you to the website straight away, which gives you all the details of what to come and see. The other thing we've made very clear on the adverts is to show which towns uh, are in decorum. It's as really well. so small. The, 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 towns, the, towns,
3: the, the towns names are really small, aren't they? Uh, and the decorum is, is kind of the over is, is much, much bigger.
14: It, that, that that's right, and one reason for that is we're trying to raise the profile of the name decorum. For too long, we think it's just been associated with the name of the council, which has been around since the mid 1970s. Um, but we really want to try and build up the uh, recognition of the name, and you can only do that by really getting some effective yeah. um, publicity out there.
3: How many extra hits have you had on the website since you started this this campaign on the back of buses in Regent Street?
14: Well, we're, we're still monitoring that. We've got quite a hit, good hit rate on the website already, and um, we're all. We are, of course, starting from quite a low base because yeah. I think, as you've said, that, that uh, pe- the, the awareness of decorum is, is not that, 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 that great. In any case, what we'll be doing after the summer period is to monitor that, that, that level, and um, hopefully, we'll, we'll see an, an increase in the, uh, in the hit rate and in the visitor rate as well.
3: Well, that's, that's the main aim, of course. Six grand well spent, do you think, James? Well, I think it's, it's a relatively modest amount for what's
14: quite a prominent uh, advertisement. I think to reach out into London. I mean, we've also done some advertisements on the um, mainline stations as well earlier in the year more to promote um, decorum as an area to come and come and work in to set up your business in that that, that, that sort of thing but when you, you look at that so we're, we're doing that over 69 routes that's less than 100 pounds uh, a, a bus route we think that probably adds uh, offers good value for money I, I,
3: I think there are a few different posters the one I saw has a young girl um, wearing a miners' helmet poking her head out of a cave where are <laughs> those caves
14: well this is the XC center in Hamilton ah, okay. um, in, in, in Hempstead. that's a great place for young people to come and enjoy you can do uh, you can do indoor caving you can do um, climbing all activities you can do skateboarding bmxing or oh all, all that sort of thing um there's, there's something for everything in decorum i really would urge your listeners to check out our website at decorum uh, look, look no further and um see what we have to offer
3: okay uh, and uh, uh, so yeah let's just the, the website is uh, what is it look no further dot decorum look no further dot Uk. that's right is, yeah. is the if place Google- to go decorum,
23: it, it, it comes okay. up very, very
3: quickly. Listen, maybe uh, James, I, uh, you know, I, I really hope this works, because like I said, I'm, I'm not Good. looking the region at all. I think there are some cracking attractions, and it would be great to get more people there and make people more aware of it. Maybe we can have a chat in, in a couple of months when you've, you've got the figures on, on how well the website is yeah, done. Yeah. James, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. There thank There we you. go. Cheers. Thank you very much indeed. That was uh, James Doe, who is the Assistant Director for Planning, Development and Regeneration at Decorum Barra Council. 08459-455-505. Five, 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 five. Not, not at all a knock on the region. Uh, I hope it works. I hope it does well. I'm just querying the benefit of uh, of having it on the back of a bus that goes through Regent Street and stops at Covent Garden. I wonder how it will be noticed. Right, it's coming up to 8.30. Let's get the travel.
8: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three
2: Counties Radio. Inner Hitchin is looking rather heavy on the speed sense at the moment on Hexton Road between Hitchin Road and Upper Tilehouse Street. The A1M is looking quite heavy heading southbound just around junction 7 for the A602 and queuing at the moment on the M25 heading anti clockwise from before junction 16, the M40 to junction 18 at Chorleywood following an accident there. In Wood on camera, looking quite heavy on the Barnet Bypass between Stirling Corner Mill Hill Circus and in Beaconsfield, still queuing on the A355 uh, between london road and junction two of the m40 Uh, that was following an oil spillage earlier no problems or delays on the trains and nicola richards bbc three counties
4: radio
8: across beds hearts and bugs
4: this is bbc
0: three counties radio The headlines. The United States says it's unlikely to launch a mission to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped by Islamist fighters on Mount Sinjar in northern Iraq following a visit there by a special forces reconnaissance team. Protesters against the expansion of Luton Airport are angry that a councillor who's a director of an aviation f- firm was allowed to vote when the plans were approved. All GP practices in England are to be inspected and given a rating. Those considered by the Care Quality Commission to be inadequate Could face closure. Israel and representatives of Palestinian groups have agreed to extend the 72 hour ceasefire in Gaza, which ended last night, for a further five days. Pupils in England, Wales, and Northern Ireland finding out their A level results this morning will benefit from a record half a million university places that are available this year.
8: Three Counties Sports,
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. In the second round of the Capital One Cup, Manchester United will travel here to face MK Dons at the end of this month. It's 19 years since United were involved at this stage of the competition and Watford will play at home to Doncaster. There's been three more gold medals for Great Britain at the European Athletics Championships in Zurich. James Dasuolo won the 100 metres, Tiffany Porter took the 100 metres hurdles title and Mo Farah won the 10,000 metres. He says he didn't want to let people down after missing the commonwealth games in glasgow
15: all the people bought tickets and everyone else i let them down in a way because you know i was i said i was going to be there and then unfortunately i couldn't be there because you know i I was nowhere near sort of in terms of my shape and i wasn't 100 percent sometimes it's harder because you know all the people come out in terms of supporting buying tickets they want to come and see you
0: and Luis Suarez will find out this afternoon whether his appeal to overturn a four-month ban for biting has been successful. The Court of Arbitration for Sport is expected to announce a decision around 2pm. There will be no Tiger Woods in the US Ryder Cup team next month after the 14-time major winner ruled himself out of contention because of injury. Woods has been told to treat his back and allow it to heal and will not go to Glen Eagles. And from 9am on the big phone in, JVS is asking, would you advise today's 18-year-olds to go to university? University or to get a job. Your next bulletin in half an hour. Call oh eight
4: four five nine four double five
0: five double five.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
21: Hey,
3: it's a busy show this morning. Can I, can I reintroduce? We talked about this earlier, then we've kind of let it slip a little bit. Can we reintroduce for the last thirty minutes uh, the BBC licence fee? It was in a lot of the papers yesterday, so of course it's in the Daily Mail today. I, I'm sure if you missed the story today, you'll probably be able to read it in the Express tomorrow. Uh, the BBC sends out almost 100,000 letters every working day, threatening viewers with jail unless they pay the TV licence fee. I don't know if that's threatening or not. I mean, it's saying that's what will happen. Uh, they spend some is it £5 million a year? The equivalent of 34,000 licence fees. Send these letters out. Now, I think the way that the licence fee is done, I think it's very old-fashioned. I don't think it necessarily works in 2014. When we all have choice, when we have mobile phones we can watch television on, when we have Sky and Virgin and other systems that we can subscribe to, the TV licence or the tax is perhaps not quite the greatest way of doing it. There needs to be an an opt-in, opt-out system, surely. But hang on, that wouldn't work because you can get Radio 1 in your car. It's a tricky one. Uh, I don't mind paying £145 a year for the BBC, and I'm not just saying that because part of that goes towards my mortgage. It does, but, I, you know, I've been saying this for years when I used to work in commercial. I still think the licence fee is cracking value. Do you begrudge paying the licence fee? Do you think it should be scrapped? Or, or is there a better way of doing it? wait oh, four five nine four double five five double five. That's one thing. Another thing we've been talking about, lots of young people are getting their A-level results today. Oh, the tension, the anxiety, the the disappointment, the tears, the laughter, the joy. I did really, really badly in my A-levels. Both times I took them, did terribly. I did just enough to scrape through. I got an E and a B. I failed two others. It's enough to scrape through and get where I needed to go. So today we are asking if you have uh, d- succeeded or achieved something in your life despite failing A levels, despite not even sitting them. Could you give us a call and tell us what happened to you? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Dave, Dave Luton. I suspect you have got loads of A levels. You have, yeah, yeah mate. Yeah. Yes, in public speaking, yeah. English language, yeah. maths, uh, lying, yeah. all of those things. Yeah, A levels, B w levels, levels, W, w levels. Le- y, y, y levels, Y Y Y levels. Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Why? Yeah, why? Why? But answer me a question. Okay, Dave, you ask, it and I'll all do right. my best. Okay. <clears throat> Please do. Well you, you ask it and I'll see what I can do. Right I will have a go. Right. Here we go. A Here le- comes the question. Oh, A levels, B levels, C levels.
13: Um go to university. Why have you got to do all that to get onto the uh, be um go on the radio or television?
3: You don't. You, know, you do?
13: No you You're don't You're saying it there, you, yeah. Why have you got to have A levels and go to university before you can go on the radio you don't. or television?
3: Well, you don't. You don't. I suspect this is yet again another example of you not paying attention. But where do you think we said that?
13: Well, it, it's been given the impression by you. When. This morning, when, you've got to have all these A okay. levels and B levels to become a, a presenter on a, a radio show when or television. I, when did
3: I? When did I say that, Dave? Well, I didn't. But so this, is what, this is the impression we've given. No, no, no. By this everyone. Is, no, no, no. Hang on a second. You've said this is the impression I've given. It's not. This is the impression you have picked up by only paying, uh, listening with one eye open. <laughs> you don't need A levels or degrees to work on the telly. Or work on the radio?
13: Next. Ah. Well, I, I asked Kel that, and she said, well, you've got to, because you've got to know law and everything else. Oh, well,
3: obviously you have to... Well, Kelly is right. Obviously you have to study the basics of law before you can come on. You have to do a two-year law course if you're going to work for any broadcasting company. That's, that's taken as given, yeah. Is so, it? Well, of course you do. You have to know the legal law. Oh, do you? Yeah, of course. And then there's... I mean, and everybody here has done an 18-month uh, uh, presenting course... Well, that's only that's only like a BTEC. That's not A-level. Oh, oh. And then, of course, uh, it's some people have done the uh, the two-year production course. Scorings and, and Catherine Boyle have done those.
10: No, 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 I didn't do that. I did a postgraduate diploma in broadcast journalism. <laughs> oh,
13: and listen it was to all
10: this And it was only a year, Dave. Oh,
13: thank oh, you. But, 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 this but thing I'm a journalist,
10: is- you see, so that's different. That's a qualification to be a journalist. Yeah.
13: Oh, is yeah. it? Oh. OK, thank, thanks, Catherine, for that. Go. But um, the situation is, so I couldn't come down to BBC, Free no. Counties Radio, no, and be a presenter. Well, no, no know, well, for many, many reasons. Out, mm. You know, to go all this garbage oh. that, you know, on, the, on the radio. Not you, Catherine, not you, Kel. Oh,
10: good, OK, yeah, carry on.
13: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's the garbage that comes out sometimes on the radio. You get a little bit bored with it. Hello? Oh, here we go. Is Matt there? Or Dennis... Dennis of Dunstable? God, dear Oprah. Oh, Are we still there? And <laughs> <laughs> you got A-level to go on and play that garbage? <laughs> Yeah, a load of garbage. Du-duh. I can do that. Du-duh-duh-duh-duh. Hello? And they call this A-levels on the radio. <laughs> Cheerio. du da nice talk. To- Nice to talk to you, Kath and Kelly. Bye then. Do, 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 do. Do. Matt, are you on the radio? Dennis, Luke do that's good. And they, this is what I'm paid: £145 a year. My my T V licence. Oh dear, oh pray. Do 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 wasting up the time, isn't it? Oh dear. It's raining. it's raining.
11: I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor And I don't like it very much Oh no, oh no He swallowed my toe,
17: he swallowed my toe Oh gee, oh gee He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee Oh fiddle, oh fiddle He's reached my middle,
4: he's reached my middle Oh heck!
3: Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We've been talking about the, uh, the bus adverts from Decorum Borough Council that go through Regent Street in London. There's a picture of a young girl wearing a helmet climbing out of a cave. It looks awesome, but where is the cave? Lorraine knows, don't you, Lorraine? I do. You work there.
5: Good morning. I work for the company that oversees all the leisure facilities in um, Hemel
3: Hempstead, and okay. that happens to be one of them. So, what it, so tell me exactly where this cave is, and is it as awesome as it looks?
5: It is. Um, it's at the XC Centre at Jarman's Park, Hemel Hempstead, which is just beyond um, Tesco's and uh, next door to the athletics track. There.
3: Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, and uh, what, what, what these are man-made caves, they're not proper caves.
5: No, they, they are indoor organic caves um, and they are one of the largest in the world. It measures wow. 150 metres stretching through twists and turns um, and it's for everybody: youngsters, older you know, guys, people that just want to chat. Older, older
3: guys, you mean me? That's well, what more you're like
5: saying. like me. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a claustrophobic
3: myself. Well, so. this is the thing because uh, producer <laughs> Catherine is um, is uh, what I don't want to say coward because you know it's a proper thing. But you don't like enclosed spaces, do you, Catherine? I just
10: don't like the idea of it. Why would I put myself in there?
3: Well, th- well l- l- sell it to her, Lorraine.
5: But, but basically, um, we have loads of people coming in to use the caves to conquer that fear. We've oh. the, the, actual, the actual facility's got skate park, climbing walls, caves and high ropes. And loads of people come along and they come for enjoyment. They come as a group. They come as birthday parties just during the holidays. But a load of people come along because they want to conquer that fear. Oh. And all the trained guys there, they, you know, it's amazing um, how people come away saying, I want to go back again. Is it true you've got escape hatches? Got what, sorry? Escape hatches. So. There are escape hatches, definitely escape hatches. The, um, the centre was featured on BBC News when it first opened oh. three years ago. Um, their action man, the sports fella, went there and went through the caves. Oh. And he showed him coming out of one of the hatches. Definitely That's... got escape hatches and there's somebody there to help all the way. Have you got any
3: treacle mines there? Any what, sorry? Any treacle mines. Where they mine the treacle.
5: No, I'm afraid not. That'd be a good... That might lure a few more kids... There you go, you see. away from McDonald's.
10: And they'd never be able to leave because it's so sticky. Exactly. Lorraine,
3: (laughs) listen, I appreciate your time. Thank you. It does sound like a cracking place. And again, the the, the reason we're doing this thing is not because we don't want to knock the area at all. The area is great. There's loads of great stuff. There's caves there with escape patches that even you could go in. Sounds awesome. It's just why would you put it on the back of a bus in Regent Street? That's... That's what's left. What's
10: least. on Regent Street? What Madame Tussauds?
3: Uh, no. What shops? You've yeah, well, Madame Tussauds is on Regent Street.
10: It's in that London. That's moment, on, that's it. on Road. Right. Okay. It's on the Malabar Road. So, what's on Regent Street that the you're App- already there for? And what I'm trying to illustrate is, okay, um, it's all a right. thriving, buzzing I'll metropolis, tell you, I'll tell full you. of life.
3: The um uh the Apple Store. Oh, shops. Hamleys. Yeah, big shops. Um, and loads of other shops. The Banana Republic is there. I think there's a Gap Kids.
10: I've thought of the genius of this. Yeah. It's hell on, with a lid off, isn't it, sometimes, on a Saturday. Regent Street. Well, y- yeah. You, you know, you're stumbling over people. You can feel like you just want to break out of there for some fresh air. And where better than down a cave in decorum. Or maybe you'd like to wander along the beautiful ruins of Berkhamstead Castle. honeymoon location of the Black Prince. Some nice coffee shops around there as well. Hemel Hempstead's looking nice this time of year. Especially now they've done it up.
3: Let me know when you want me to bail you out.
10: I'm trying to think of what else we've mentioned. Oh, Tring Museum. Tring Museum. Where else can you see a fly with a jacket on? They do got them. I didn't see them. They were too small. I need to go back, but it'll cost you nothing and terrify your children because those polar bears is big. Visit Decorum. It's lovely, and it's not London.
8: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M looking rather slow moving, heading southbound just around junction 7 for the A602. Heavy moving on camera on the Barnet bypass between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Just having a check on the M25, easing off a bit now, heading anti clockwise from before junction 16 and the M40. Still queuing at the moment on the A355, heading southbound between London Road and junction 2 for the M40. And taking a look so far at the departure boards for the trains, everything's running well. reported problems or delays. Nicola
3: Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm thinking, Nicola, of yeah. getting my hair cut short and growing a beard. What do you reckon? Do it. Always do it. Thank you very much. Show. Double thumbs up, the Thumbs Up Fun Award from Nicola there.
10: I like your beard. It shows where your face is and where oh, it ends.
3: Uh... Surely my ears, my hair and my chin do that. Wow. They're, the, they're the face frames. Oh, gosh. I have to work out what that means. It's 8.46. It's Thursday the 14th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The US says they're unlikely to rescue Yazidi refugees trapped in northern Iraq. Protesters against Luton Airport's expansion say an aviation director should not have been allowed to vote on the plans. A record number... I'm going to already. I've seen it. A record number of university places are on offer to pupils finding out their A-level results this morning. 5, take your calls before 9 but right now let's get the weather, here's Johina
4: Beds, hearts and bucks weather,
8: BBC Three Counties Radio
17: Thank you. All. A very fine start to the day for many of us, but one or two showers around. Lots of sunny spells today, but some uh, showers becoming more widespread and heavy this afternoon, perhaps even some hail and thunder. Temperatures look like they'll reach about 20 degrees Celsius. There's a bit of a southwesterly breeze as well today. Now, tonight, those showers do calm down. A few remain, though, and we should have some clear spells as well. Temperatures getting down to about 10 degrees Celsius in more rural parts, so quite a, a cool night altogether. Um, and so a fresh start to tomorrow but bright and largely dry at first. Come the afternoon though we start to see a few more showers they could be heavy at times and continuing into the evening. Similar temperatures to, to, to today with highs of about 20 degrees. Saturday is looking fine and largely dry. Sunday we've got a few showers around in the afternoon but it's quite a windy day on Sunday. Monday and Tuesday looking largely dry but quite cool and fresh days but bright
4: nonetheless. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday morning from 9, Jonathan Vernon Smith. Lots to discuss.
28: Do you agree with her? Do you think she speaks a lot of sense? With the biggest questions. Should Muslim women be allowed to wear the veil in court? And is it fair to only give people this kind of benefit for three months? And the
4: biggest opinions.
28: I'd like to hear from you. I feel strongly because
22: children should be taught in a structured way. You know, there's nothing better in life than real life experience. Don't,
6: your Excuse me, I'm talking, sorry. There's two words here common sense.
22: the away,
4: pet hates. I feel really strongly about it. We're talking about that. I agree with you. The JVS show, weekdays from 9 on BBC Three hey. Counties Radio. Ah, oh, hey
3: kids. I'm off next week. I'm having a little holiday. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kelly, we can, Kelly, we can hear you.
10: That I'll put you through now. Dennis, she, Dennis. she always thinks. I'm, I'm
3: having a little week off next week. And all I'm, I'm going to sit at home watching movies right, <clears> and reading books. That's all I'm going to do. And it's going to be wonderful. No, exactly. But then, is it the Monday after? Is that the bank
10: holiday? Yeah. Is yeah. it the 27th or something? 20... Yeah. What? 6th. I'm thinking It's the
3: twentieth something. Hang on, I can check. Have you have you are you saying yay or nay, to Catherine? Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. You're gonna say yeah, of Well, I am. On the bank holiday Monday between six and nine, Hello. Catherine Boyle won't be producing the show. No. Alice Glossop's gonna be producing Hello. the show. Oh, twenty fifth. The twenty fifth. And it's gonna be the Catherine Ian show. Woo! That's gonna be fun. Do you wanna yes. drive the
10: desk? Yeah, yeah I, I can. can. Alright, drive the desk. They never let the woman drive <laughs> the desk, you know. No, I know, and that's odd, isn't it? Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm saying do you want to drive the desk? Can do. Alright, fine. I, I don't find it thrilling. I'd rather you did it and I could sit back chill. Well, I'd rather you did it. But I'll do it for the sisterhood to show I can.
3: Exactly. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Yeah. I mean, I still get paid more than you, but...
10: But th- them's the... Them's the them's breaks. The breaks.
3: <laughs> them's the breaks. And I've still got so, time.
10: I'm a lot younger than you.
3: Monday the 25th. You're older than me now since your last birthday. That'd be ridiculous. Monday the 25th, bank holiday show. I will be here. Catherine will be here. It's the Catherine show. I've even put your name first. Yeah, so you should. Well, but that means... I'll do most of
10: the work. Exactly. Especially now I'm driving
3: the desk. Yeah, totes. I'm going to bring in records and cigarettes and sandwiches. OK. <clears throat> I'll be snipping, snipping out, sneaking out for a growler every few minutes. I might start smoking again.
10: Don't do that.
3: I'll just cut my hair short and grow a beard then.
10: You've just started smelling nice, so don't start smoking <laughs>
3: again. After shaving the car. Yeah. That's the trick.
10: He's discovered yep. that applying it in an enclosed space yep. really does make it last that much longer. You
3: get your money's worth.
10: You do, you get your money's worth. Your car smells lovely as well.
3: It does. Uh, Ian's on the line. Morning, Morning, Ian morning Ian, how are you? Yeah I'm good thank you, what have you got for us? Who's uh, who's in the uh, the hot seat next week then? Who's in the hot seat next week? Wouldn't you like to know? Mm. I can tell you, it's Justin. Oh
23: that's all right,
3: that's okay. Oh uh, okay, okay, I'm going to give you, ask me the question, I'm going to give you different answers each time, it is Justin okay, but I'm going to give you different answers each time and I want your genuine reaction to them okay, so ask me the question.
5: All right, uh, who's in the hot seat next week Ian? Justin
3: Dealey.
19: Excellent.
3: Good news. Ask again. Who's in
19: the hot seat next
3: week, Ian? Catherine Boyle.
19: Oh no.
10: Oh. What frequency, Tom? <laughs> oh, oh, Ian. <laughs>
3: oh, Ian. He pwned you.
10: Yeah, and he thinks that doesn't hurt. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, ask me. Ask me again. Ask me again.
19: Okay, who's in the hot seat next week, Ian?
3: James Whale. Oh no, I don't like James Whale. He's just he's as bad as that John Gaunt. <laughs> oh, not oh, oh. even, even drag me down there. That was
10: a slightly stronger reaction, but <laughs> still, fucking <flipping> heck, <laughs> that hurt.
3: I think, I think Ian's tongue—I think I could hear the sound of his tongue being uh, placed in his cheek and then withdrawn from his cheek immediately after. Don't take it, uh, don't take it. P. D. I. T. P.
10: Okay, I'll try not
3: to. D. I. S. C. O. I can't do the letters for that. D. I. I.
10: Is. S is troublesome. Yes. C, C. O. Oh. Oh.
3: Do the D again. You skip the D. Do the D. Whoa, what is that? That's like a Chinese sign. Oh, I did it back to front. Yeah, that's better. Dennis is on the line. Morning, Dennis. Good morning, Ian. You all right, fella? No, I'm all right.
6: You're leaving us next week for the better luck, are you?
3: Well, I'm having a week off. I'm having a little little break, see?
6: Why? Can't you live the life of Riley?
3: Hang on a minute. Well, I've I've not had a holiday. My my wife and kids are away for three weeks. I'm going to make use of the house.
6: Oh, I see. Oh, and the cat's away,
3: the mice will be running all over the shop. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favourite quotes from a Laurel and Hardy film. I've got to say, I've been saying that for 20 years, and no one has ever gone, where's that from? It's from a Laurel and Hardy film. When the cat's away, the mice will be running all over the shop. (laughs) I love it. Anyway, I'll watch that next week. I'll do what I want next week. I'm going to sit around. I'm not going to put clothes on next week for a whole week, Dennis. God, that
6: must be horrible.
3: It's going to be wonderful. I'm going to wear the same pair of pants all week. Uh, There's not uh, a court in the land can touch me. They wouldn't want to oh, anyway. Yeah. They wouldn't want to get in the room. Exactly. Whoa. Use a bit of decorum, please. Oh, he's tied it in nicely with, decor- with uh, DBC, Decorum Borough Council. Well, that's what the council should
6: do. What? Show a little decorum and don't be so, you know, they used to say, don't d- use what? a little decorum when you were stepping out of line. So what the hell, why did they pick that name?
3: Well, isn't that is? Hang on a minute, is that decorum or decorum?
6: Well, I don't know the way they pronounce it, decorum.
3: You're amazed
6: balls. So, so it's just one of those things. However, <laughs> well, I rang you about. You're
3: amazed balls. Am I? That's a new word in, in the, the English language.
10: I heard ma- it in America.
3: Wow, really? I
10: heard it in America. It's spreading.
3: Gosh, is that from TOWIE or something?
10: I think it was. Oh
3: man, well, they haven't
6: spoken English for years.
10: Hey, so... can I just say we had um,
3: um, um, the dad pop's name is escaping me. David Bikini. Yes. On the show, he's he's now up to. Let me. He had 121 likers on Dad Pop. This is his website uh, before the show. He's now up to let's see 134, and he's just he's just written a little post. Can I read a bit of it? Once more, I have been contacted by Three Counties Radio regarding our problem with parked cars. And once again, they have given me the incentive to keep Dad Pop going. Yes, isn't that nice? He writes a bit more, uh, and then he ends it with "Join us and feel the difference." Good for you, David. Well, I'm glad we've we've given him a metaphorical K U T B. Kick up or, the backside, or a nice
10: little boost, whichever one you'd like to take.
3: N L A B, N L B. It's hard doing that. I wish I could do it quicker. I'm trying to train myself to do. I'm trying to train myself to do it quicker, Dennis. How are you? Yeah. Why, to park your car, you no mean? No, 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 no. I W T I Q. I W T I Q. I want to do it quicker. I missed out a D.
10: It's not quicker, though, is it? Because then you've got to explain it afterwards.
3: <laughs> oh, Christ.
6: I didn't want to do it quicker. I tried to drag it out as long steady, as possible. Steady, steady, steady. <laughs> w-
3: what did you call in about, D?
6: I originally wanted to. White know. D, isn't it? He's White D. Right. Okay. Yes. I wanted to know um, what the difference was with children who get in the the results, and what we used to do with the 11 plus. I mean, we used to get results for 11 plus, which decided whether you are going to be academic or thrown out on the scrap. Yeah, I
3: did the 11 plus.
6: Yeah, so did I. Yeah, so did I. And so I say, what was the difference? Because we we got that at 11. We were separated at 11 from those who were going to be academic. You
3: went to grammar or comprehensive?
6: And I went to.
3: You went to partial or violent? Yes well I know I passed. That it was the, it. that was the delineation it was partial violent was yeah, was
6: it? Yeah that's right. Well I went to uh, I went to technical college afterwards. I took I took the 11 plus but it wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to be an engineer so I went to uh, and took a trade. took a uh, 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 seven-year apprenticeship.
3: I feel like I'm living that seven years in real time, Dan. I? I
6: know, yeah. I know. And the, um, from that, that is where I've grown to um, be a, a, an engineer at British Aerospace and so on. And I've had a good life. You know, I didn't need to go to university. Well,
3: right. well, JVS is going to be talking about whether it's, you know, it's worth going to university or getting a job. I think things have changed. Well, I mean, I went to university, man alive, 22 years ago. Oh! You weren't even born then, Kelly. We didn't
9: even have universities then. Well,
3: it was just the year after the polytechnics had turned into universities. I can't
9: believe teachers would be old enough to have taught you then.
3: I know, exactly. There wasn't that much to learn back then. So much has happened. We didn't have. uh, We didn't. Get get this right. University didn't have mobile phones. They weren't around. Didn't have uh, the internet. We sort
10: of. There was sort of a. We had to queue up in the computer room. We
3: had to queue up. We had to write our names down in the computer room. We didn't have emails. Didn't have an email address. We had to queue up in the... We had to write our names in the computer room and book an hour-long slot. My essays... I only did six essays. My essays were handwritten, guys. Handwritten. I H- had w. an electric typewriter. Wowzers. So
10: I didn't have to go to the computer room, which is where everyone else printed stuff out. There wasn't the, um, the internet.
3: No, we didn't have the internet.
10: It was purely emails.
3: We didn't have a, a quill, if that's the what quill, you're miming yeah. there, Kelly. Did you
10: have the quill?
3: I didn't have the... I'll give and you the, the quill in a the minute. the,
9: um... Abacus. What's that
3: thing? Yes, an abacus. Thanks. That... Dennis, she's taking the mick out of us. No, she's not. She's
6: not. I mean, uh, my, phone, my mobile phone was two cocoa tins, a long piece of string. Beautiful. I went to
3: school. Dennis, thank you. Mine was um, was uh, the, the, the baked beans tins with a bit of string, the, 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 the tautness of the string. Did you never used to have that as a kid? Probably not. You get two tins, you get some string, you tie it between the two and you could talk down it and you'd be heard by the other person, the vibration very, of the sound In going a on.
10: very, very tiny tinny Oh, ones. it was rubbish. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the kids not do that anymore. I'm going to do that with my kids. I'm totally going to do that with my kids. Of course I'm going to do that. Good. Once again, the show, peter's out in the last couple of minutes.
10: My friend Neil sent me a message. Oh yeah, go on. He How's says, Neil doing? Is he all right? Yeah, well, he was wondering about you actually. Oh, he says I'm all right. When I went to see Brian Wilson do Pet Sounds at the Royal Festival Hall in 2003. Oh yeah, Ian Lee was there. Yeah, I was there. I remember, but does he remember me? Did he speak to me? No.
3: <laughs> what he look like? Remind me what he looks like.
10: He's sort of gingery... Gingery fella. Yeah, yeah, glasses. Glasses. Interesting shoes.
3: Yeah, the shoes guy, the ginger shoes guy. Yeah. I'll tell him I remember him very, very well. It was, it was a, a powerful night. Uh, and in, yes. in many ways, seeing Neil kind of took away some of the magic of seeing Brian Wilson perform pet sounds. Oh, did he really? Yeah, it did. You Neil know,
10: likes the Beach Boys,
3: though. He can come and hang out with me and listen to some of my records if he wants.
10: Well... Should I send
3: it? No, I was just saying it on the radio so that people like me. Oh, OK. So I don't really know. No. Well. Yeah, thanks very much indeed. Right, that, that's it. That's your lot. If you want to uh, send me an email, you can do ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. We're going to stick around a little bit after the show and record the links for the podcast. The whatcast? The podcast. Hey, if I was a vicar and I wanted to get people into church, do you know what I'd, I'd do? I'd do a godcast.
10: Oh. <laughs> and it would be very successful.
4: <laughs>
3: Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs>
2: The A1, a Great North Road, looking quite slow, heading southbound at the Black Cat roundabout. Seems to be easing off a bit now on the M25, heading anti clockwise from before Junction 16 at the M40. In Bricketwood, still very slow at the moment on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25, and the Barnet Bypass, looking heavy on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. In Beaconsville, the A355, still queuing at the moment. That was after um, an oil spillage there between London Road and Junction 2 for the M40. No problems on the trains nicola richards bbc3 counties radio
3: thank you nicola excellent stuff have a good thursday and ah. oh, we got away with it today we did all right thank you to all of your calls good luck if you're opening those envelopes today but remember it doesn't really matter we'll be back tomorrow at six ta-ta
4: local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks
8: this is BBC three counties radio
28: thank you Ian good morning welcome to the JBS show I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith it's Thursday it's nine o'clock and on today's big
21: phone in would you advise today's 18 year olds to go to university or get